works for me now. And ain't an army of shield agents can hold me down. Maria Hill, I see you standing, talking about public enemy number one. Why can't you and I be homies now? And Logan, I thought you were my brother. Carry on the name of Jean Grey, a former lover. The only man who could get Miss Frost to fall in love and keep these young cubs from getting recruited by the other side. Been from hell, through the inferno. That was me obviously dropping something because of how depressed I am that this song is playing because everyone knows Scott Summers is a dick. That's true. That song was promoted by Mr. Swagnito, <laughs> listener of the show. <laughs> he has good taste. Horrible taste. That song was awful. That was alright. Unless your name is Nick Lozon. You did not enjoy that no, no, song. No. Just okay, the subject matter was terrible. The song was alright. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me today is my cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. Hello. And the man that flicks more bean than Juan Valdez. Oh, God. That one was... Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. I didn't make that one up. I stole that one. I figured. There's... <laughs> Mr. Drew Alderson. How we doing? Today we will discuss... Flash... And uh, kind of what we want to see out of this set. Just this kind of a fun format we do sometimes when a big set's coming out. We kind of say what we're hoping to see in the set, kind of have fun with it. And um, we don't really have anything big to talk about in the world of Hero Clicks. The news is a little Until on the light side. Until tomorrow morning. Until tomorrow morning. So next week is going to be tons of news, hopefully, because... The Alliance Open House is, or presentation for WizKids is at 9 a.m. Sunday. So by the time you're listening to this, it will probably have already happened, and you'll all be flipping out on HC Realms, because every year in Alliance Open House, they announce the next OP kit. Last year, it was War of Light's announcement, so we'll see what we're getting. We're predicting an Avengers Now set, or a Civil War set. That's what we're thinking. And a Marvel OP event, which... Hopefully will be Civil War. I, I would like Civil War, Age of Apocalypse. I mean, like, there's a lot of different stuff there. I think... I think my money is on Civil War because I I think it's an easy one to do and you have two sides. You, I, I was just telling them I I missed the whole side, the whole faction thing. Yeah. You know, like No Man's Land, you had the six different factions and then AVX, you know, you had your sides and everything. And yeah. I kind of, I always, I liked that part. But anyways, um, let's first go to news. We already mentioned the alliances tomorrow. Hopefully we'll find out lots of info from that. We usually do. Other than that, uh, you may have noticed on HC Realms on the main page them mentioning just kind of doing a quick update on Trinity War. We have already we already talked about pretty much all of this stuff last week. Um, but just a real quick recap: Crime Syndicate is the fast forces for sure. As far as Gravity Feed. It's going to be your standard gravity feed. They do have images of Firestorm, Lex, Parademon, and Mera. So we assume that they will definitely be in the gravity feed. Other than that, or in the OP kit, is three figures, uh, three copies of only one figure. So you guys may start noticing that the OP kits for the particular sets are going to be shrinking down to this size. And that is, of course, because they are switching from the set format for OP kits to the monthly uh, format. So if you guys have gotten a Rogue or Psylocke or... Um, who's the other one? Angel. Angel. Uh, Angel. Why do you keep forgetting him? He's the best of all. I don't know. 
Uh, if you guys have gotten any of those here recently, we'll be talking about them in a second. Uh, they come from the monthly style, and I kind of like the monthly style. They also give you more. Yeah, no, I definitely too. agree. So we'll see if they continue that for now. But Trinity War will only have one figure in the OP kit. No news on exactly who it'll be. And then, as far as characters that are confirmed, Old Man Shazam. That'll be what'll be the OP kit. Think so. That'd be awesome. Work of Eternity resource with that. I'm predicting that there's going to be a Shazam and then a Prime. That's Shazam John Constantine. And me and me and Drew heard that one, and like we, I can't even handle. My heart just skipped another beat thinking about it. Either that or John Constantine Shazam will be the Ultra Chase. See, when you said that it was like a duo, I was like, that's not a bad idea. But I don't see that being the Prime. And I stopped to think of it. I was like, oh, you mean when John Constantine stole, stole Shazam's powers? Yep, got him drunk. Stole oh, powers. That stole little so kids' great. candy. That That's what funny. John Constantine does. Again, ripped as hell John Constantine was the funniest damn thing ever. Uh, ROC Dragon Con is officially over. As we said last week, it was kind of going on while we were recording. Um, give you two guesses on who won. Hunter's fan. Hunter's a big fanboy of this guy. He's a nice guy. I've talked no, to I him. have no problem with it. It's just funny. I've done a podcast. He actually did... Uh, the quarry with us one time. Freaking, it makes me laugh because people on Realms after Gen Con was like, this guy's tight, team's so cheese, he's not even that good of a player. And he turns around and wins this. Yeah, he's an extremely he's good He's an player. extremely good player. Um, and a really nice guy too. So Patrick, uh, same winner from Gen Con and from pretty much every ROC super qualifier that he attended, he's which was most of them. We should get him in an interview before he becomes any more popular. We we should do. We're gonna start doing interviews from time to time. I already have gotten um, been contacted from another world championships winner wanting to be on the podcast as well. So that will be something we do in the future. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to Patrick, now champion, now champion of the two biggest of the world here at Clicks Events this year. As I mentioned earlier, there is a new Angel, Rogue, and Psylocke for the team bases from... Was it Blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the X-Men Blue team uh, base. Angels for Gold. Yeah, that's right. Angels for Gold. You may have noticed on the Gold, it's Archangel, but this version is the actual Angel. This he is has, Angel, actually. He, he has a trait that says he replaces Archangel's power. Psylocke and Rogue don't need that because they have the same name and face and sculpt and all that, whereas Angel has a completely different paint job. So let's pull up the dials first, and I'll, since you guys love Angel so much, you guys can talk awesome. about Angel. Alright, Angel's 65 points. He has a trait where if he's on the gold team base um, and instead of Archangel, they use his asset power instead. Um, he starts with Force Blast, 11 attack, 3 damage, toughness, and a special damage power. And he has a Move and Attack and Transporter with Flying. Um, his damage power is he can use Close Combat Expert. Opposing characters and then four squares of him can't use stealth. Nice. Um, his dial's pretty, like, mediocre. I mean, you get down dial and he's 17 super senses, charge, quake, a little bit of exploit at the end. He's also real cheap, though. He's only yeah, 65. Yeah, he's 65 points. 65 points. He's a great carrier. Um, and then once he gets in, he stops enemies from using stealth. I mean, he's a great pop-off piece because, um, oh yeah, his uh, asset ability's kind of good. The yeah. team character can use energy shield. Yeah. Um, so you can pop him off, you fly him in, you remove stealth, toss Gambit all or it's gold, never mind. On blue, when we get to Rogue and Psylocke, they're pretty good for blue, but you could then you can make ranged attacks. I mean, like that's great because if I recall, doesn't Storm give blue something really good for its asset dial? Gold. Or gold, sorry. 
Wait, what um, she gives energy explosion, I think. We can pull her up. Yeah, I can't remember. Pretty oh, sure wait, she I have it right here. Hold on. I forgot I have the freaking book of cards in my lap right here. Um, oh, it's not. I forgot they don't show it on Realm. Cool. This character, you can use energy explosion, flight, and possesses three bolts. Yeah. So you drop Angel off, you fly him in, break the stealth, and Storm just triple bolt energy explosions. There. Yeah, I agree that that the team asset is really good too compared to what was Angel's original uh, uh, asset Austin should have the card this team character needs sidestep and gets plus 3 speed that's not bad either so two good options yeah and and like you said if you're playing the the dial and you're the team base is having trouble with a big stealth team, then pop this guy off and solve your stealth problem he's a, instantly. Yeah. And then, uh, on top of that, I mean, even for 65 points, he's an X-Men healer and a carrier. I mean, that's not bad at all. That removes stealth. I like. I, it's great to have the option. Yeah. I'd like to point out how intensely annoying this piece is. Um, like, just in general, for a 65-point figure, possible 5 damage coming your way from, like... Oh, close combat expert. Close combat expert and alone yeah. attack is pretty sick. We also have Rogue and Psylocke, who are also, I think, just as good, if not better, than the ones that came with them. Oh, it's worth noting. I forgot about, because I don't know if Archangel has it. No, Archangel does have X-Factor. Um, I was going to say the Angel has X-Factor, X-Men, and Celebrity. And the reason I bring that up is because this Rogue has really good keywords. Let's talk about Psylocke first. Fast. And then no, at the end, does. and then at the end, we'll talk about Rogue and then her specific thing we wanted to bring up. Psylocke has zero range compared to the two range from the other one, but she's also cheaper. She's only sixty-two. Whereas the other one is 84. eighty-four. Yeah, I've played the other one two different tournaments. She's good because she has um, eight range double bolt mind control with precision strike. But other than that, I always find her very lackluster. This one is cheaper and pretty solid overall. Um, ignores care, ignores hindering on movement. Has stealth top dial. Has a special blades for four clicks, where if the attack roll is ten or higher when she uses blades, then she deals penetrating damage. I really like that. Like, that's a cool ability. That's she also has a nice. reflexes 17 and perplex, and remember, she's stealthed. So you could just keep perping your defense, stay in stealth, and make them hit a 20 when they come in to melee you, and then have to deal with your blades if they miss you. Um, then she has sidestep for three clicks with uh, special damage power of shape change. And then if the character that's targeting her doesn't have mind control, outwit, or perplex, then she gets a succeed on a four to six. I really like that too. That's really cool. And then the last two clicks, she loses her blades and her shape change, but she gets exploit weakness. So What keywords does she have, huh? Excalibur, Hand, Mojoverse, X-Men, and X-Force. It's pretty good. And then what was her asset dial? Her asset dial is absolutely amazing. So she goes on the blue strike force, and her asset dial is characters on a solo adventure from this team base. Can you shape change? Damn. So that gambit cannon all of a sudden has shape change. What was the uh, old uh, Silox? The old Silox was this team can use mind control. Okay, so both, that's like a straight upgrade. Both are good. Drewster, you want to talk about Rogue? Sure. Rogue is ninety nine points. She has Avengers Brotherhood and X Men team of or keywords. Dig. The old one only had X Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And yep. she's 13 points cheaper. Uh, top dial, she has a 9 movement charge and sidestep special ability with super strength, uh, toughness, and a special damage ability. When she hits an opposing character, choose attack or defense after actions resolve. You may choose to replace her current value with the hit character's printed combat value of the chosen type, and she can use the hit character's power of the chosen type. 
This effect lasts until she chooses to replace her combat value again. Sweet. Yeah, so you steal she, their... She hits hard, too, with the 10 yeah. attack, 4 damage. 10 attack, 4 damage, super strength. So. I almost wish they would have gave her, given her one more point, made her 100, and then she could use ultra heavies. Yeah. yeah. But still. Maybe that's why they didn't. Yeah, but still, <laughs> she hits really hard. I, I like that. That's really good for Rogue. And I mean, especially this piece particularly, where you smack somebody, take their 12, and another attack ability. Yeah. And I've played the other rogue, and I found her to be a little bit too expensive. And yeah, I, I, I think this one's a little better packed in for the points, and is seven clicks long as well, and has late dial exploit weakness. So, what does her asset dial do, Austin? Her asset dial is all messed up. I will read the exact text first. When a character goes on a solo adventure from this team character, choose a standard power the team character can use. Rogue can use that power as long as this asset's displayed. Makes zero fucking sense. So, there are two ways this could be interpreted to me. Either... Well, no, there's only one way, because you're taking the power from the team. There's no... I, so, yeah, it's the probably the assumed way they're going to errata it is when a character goes on a solo adventure from this team character, choose a standard power the team character can use. The character on a solo adventure can use that power as long as this asset. Correct. So That's what they meant. To say. If it works out how we think it will work out, basically it would mean if Rogue's face is showing on your asset dial, and let's say we pop off Psylocke, mm-hmm. who had what stealth, and so Psylocke when she pops off could choose something a power they showing a power on their dial showing on the team base's dial. And as long as Rogue is showing on the asset dial, Psylocke can use the power that she chose from the team base. So she can take their invul or their sidestep, which they start with. So that's how I think it would work. Unless there's some catastrophic failure and it's meant that when Rogue pops off, she takes the power from the team base. But then the asset dial wouldn't be showing anymore, so that'd be gone. And they'd have to fix a lot of wording with it anyway if they did that. Yeah, they they can't. If that's what they're doing, then nothing in that wording makes it legal. Yeah. So, so they need that will probably get eroded. I'm we went on the site. There was nothing posted yet. Yeah, I'm gonna actually start a, a thread when we get done with this podcast on the rules forums, and then that way we can share the answer next week. So that's awesome, and we're gonna be getting three more. We're getting next caliber. We're getting some next caliber. We're next calibers, uh, Gen thirteens, Teen Titans. Um. Think that's all the announced, the planned ones, but we'll pull them up here in a minute. And then, actually, while I'm pulling those up, somebody can talk about the disappointing Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Uh, <laughs> Let's make Austin talk about it since well, he sounds to so be thrilled. fair. We're getting an LE one too, so I mean, this is the series two one. They have not made a good Blue Eyes yet, in my opinion. Okay, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, Seto Kaiba Light for keywords. It's part of it's the Yu Gi Oh series two chase. Um, or one of the two chases. Along with Jinzo. Jinzo's the other chase. Jizzo, as he's known around Jizzo, because all, right. all we do is Jizzo when we see Okay. Can I talk about this guy? No. No. Sorry. He's got flight, indom, eight range, double bolt. And uh, we just came everywhere. And, uh, 350 and 250 points. And Jinzo. And Jizzo. Oh, my God. Anyway, he has a 10 movement hypersonic, 12 attack special attack power, 19 imperv, 6 leadership on his top dial. His bottom, or his second dial is 250 points, is 10 hypersonic, 11 attack special, 18 imperv, 4 damage. His special attack power is neutron blast attack. 
He can use energy explosion. When he does, the area of effect includes all untargeted characters within three squares and line of fire of one or more hit characters assigned at least one damage. So if you hit one character with energy explosion, you draw lines of fire to everyone you can within three squares. And then you deal the damage. Or you do the energy explosion. Can use tools. energy explosion. When it does, the AOE includes all untargeted within three in line of fire. So instead of it just being adjacent, it's within three in line of fire. Correct. Of one of the more more hit targets. Now, the one way I could see this being potentially amazing is if you had a way to give him sharpshooter. Well, it's drawing the lines of fire from the characters that you and... hit. You see what I'm saying? Includes all untargeted characters within three squares line of fire of one or more hit targets assigned. Yeah, you'd still hit one K. It's all right. It's not like amazing. I feel like I uh, wish he had top dial running shot and they didn't put hypersonic on there and they shaved a few points off of there. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. With hypersonic, he wouldn't be able to use it. You can't use it. This is the same issue with the other I had with the other blue eyes. They give him hypersonic pulse wave and hypersonic energy explosion. Not to mention hypersonic's weird for blue eyes. I know that doesn't make any sense. He's huge, and he all now, he do, ever does is just sit his ass down on the field and, and then shoot beams at <laughs> and ah. shoot beams. He never run like flies now, around. They have one more chance because we're getting a blue eyes and a blue eyes ultimate in freaking let's um, the op kit in the op kit so, before you. Before you click back, let's talk about how stupid the fusion is on this. So, in order to fuse them, you have to have three blue eyes next to each other. Which cost, at the cheapest... <laughs> let's see how much... <laughs> 450 right? At the cheapest? Blue eyes, water. I think the cheapest you can play in the other one to is... To be fair, three. though, if you fuse this guy, he would be an 11, 13, 27. Doesn't he get plus one to all values? Yeah, that's what I mean. 11, 11 13, 13 20, yeah. All right, let's see what the cheapest... Seven, seven damage is nothing to scoff at. The cheapest that you could play the other blue eyes at points. is 150. 150. So you could make so 450. The starter make, set blue eyes is still the best, but that's yeah. not saying much. You, you make... You put together 450 figures... 50 points of figures to try to fuse... You combine 350 figures... <laughs> You melt them down. <laughs> yeah, point I don't being, think it's worth it. Point being, this is really lame. I was kind of, I don't know. I was really hoping Blue Eyes Ultimate would be a peanut. Like, I mean, it'd just be cool to have, like, the big one, all the heads coming around and stuff like that. I'm pretty disappointed, I guess. Yeah. We have one more chance, because there is a Blue Eyes Ultimate in the LE, or in the monthly, six-month OP kit thing, so... Here's to hoping, or maybe somehow the Yu-Gi-Oh! resource will make him viable. I mean, I technically know why they had to put the fusion in there, but they could have at least priced these things accordingly. So, on the topic, real quick, of Angel, Rogue, and Psylocke, and all the other team-based uh, LEs they're going to do, um, yeah. we have Excali- Excalibur and X-Men. We just got the X-Men. In the Excalibur one, which is in the same month of September, we get Pete Wisdom, Sweet, Brand new sculpt, brand new character, uh, Captain Britain and Cannonball. New Captain Britain. So Pete Wisdom's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, awesome. that Captain Britain was kind of disappointing. So I mean, like, I'm hoping the new one's awesome. Some people like that Captain Britain. I he's don't. Not like, bad. I don't like him either, personally. He's but not bad. I think his tra- like his traits not good. They haven't done a Pete Wisdom since like Mutations and Monsters or yeah, something. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, in October, we get Gen thirteen. Which will have a new... Well, hold on. Go, go John Lynch. Lynch, which is a totally different character. 
Sarah Rainmaker in Cheshire. Uh, go back to the thing real quick because are you sure this is October's? Because I mean, we get two monthly kits. Yeah, September is X Men. Oh, okay, it says October. Gotcha. Never mind. Yeah, October is Gen Thirteen and uh, Justice League. And uh, no, uh, er, uh, Villains for Hire. Oh, sorry. For we get a new Cheshire for that. So for Gen Thirteen, we get John Lynch and Sarah, and then we get Cheshire for the uh, Villains for Hire. Then also in October we get a Justice League OP kit which has Black Canary for the team base and which is Wonder awesome. Woman for the team base and then Wonder Girl for, Teen, for Titans. Teen Titans. Which there should have been a Wonder Girl anyways. There was there a one was. in the set but she wasn't for the team base. I know. That's no, what she I mean. was on the team base. Was she? Yeah, that? it's not. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking new team. It's Titans. not Cassie. Yeah, it's not Cassie Wonder Girl. It's. Um, yeah, I don't know why I derped that Donna, one. Donna. Uh-huh. Anyways. Uh, then I think that's it all the way until December and then we get a new mutants pack which has oh we get some imperial guard stuff too five copies of three different LEs damn this is a big one in December oh damn we get a new cable a wolfsbane and a gladiator for new mutants imperial guard and uh okay cable goes on the new mutants so Whoa. Cable and Wolfsbane will go on New Mutants, and then Gladiator will be for Imperial Guard. Which, we've talked about that Gladiator before. Like, even as a pop-off, he's not... He's okay. Yeah, he's not great, though. And then in February, we get a Brotherhood of Mutants one. Now, this one, they haven't. Sorry. I haven't seen yet. We haven't talked about this one Yeah, we one haven't yet. talked about this one. Mastermind. No, sorry, they did finally make him. Just fucking put Sabretooth in here. God damn it. <laughs> Mastermind and Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Fuck Scarlet Witch! There's enough for her! For Brotherhood of Mutants and, and then White, uh, Queen, White Queen, so yeah, a lot of people sorry, did. Drew. A I'm lot of sorry, people buddy. really wanted Mastermind. Fuck Mastermind! <laughs> whoa, 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 go up. That's a quick start. So. Oh, okay, threw me off for a second there. So all the word Avengers started. Like... All right, so that's gonna do it for news. Oh wait, we got new Flash news. <laughs> Flash and Bizarro Flash. We got our first look at a Prime. These are the uncommons. They're not Sabretooth. <laughs> regular Flash, regular Flash, uh, the non the non prime has Central City Justice League police scientist and Speedster brand new keyword Speedster generic keyword ignores elevated on movement and has two traits which really play into how his dial works. Uh, yeah, Speed Force when he moves at least one square and hits one or more adjacent characters. You can place a speed token on this card after action to resolve. You increase his speed value by the number of speed tokens on his card. Now, first thought, that sounds pretty good. It gets even better because a lot yeah. of his other stuff plays off of it. His other trait is Super Senses. Once per turn, you can remove a speed token from the card to re-roll one of his Super Senses rolls. What? That's what? That's sick. That's Somebody's sick. gonna smash you for five or six. Uh, yeah, I'll sacrifice one speed so that I can try to get out of this again. I mean, it's not like top dial. He has thirteen speed anyway, which is pretty good for like just the best level. out of any character in recent memory. Let's look at the last time we had a thirteen or higher Hypersonic movement. Character. Yeah, let's go advanced uh, search. Let's go to speed. Can we look up speed? Can yeah. we can we look up higher than speed value is? Greater than or equal to 13. 13. And power is hypersonic. Alright. 
Last one is Shuma Goreth at a thousand points. Beyonder doesn't really count. Beyonder has one click at thirteen, but you can't really put him on it on purpose. Speed Demon. and then Speed Demon and Wizard. And Wizard. Yeah. But they have a fourteen, and they can't put tokens on their card to get better. North Star. So yeah, thirteen speed is very impressive. It's average. It's good. Other than that, he has 18 defend. Which is very So he's got an 18 defend on top of his traded super senses, and then he has a 3 damage called Flash Fact. If he has at least 2 speed tokens, he can use Empower. At least 3, he gets Enhancement. At least 4, he gets Pro. He's fucking great. That's <laughs> great. So he alternates at the beginning of his dial between Hypersonic and Charge for the first 4 clicks. Is uh, uh, is this are the speed tokens affected by the roll of three? Well, you could keep stacking as many as you want, but uh, the movement, would... the movement part would stop at at roll of three. Okay, so he'd be but a... he can get infinite number of tokens. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just when you go to modify a value that it would stop. Otherwise, you couldn't get up to the four for prop control. And notice that you only have to hit. Mm-hmm. You do not have to deal damage, so if they impervious out of it, oh well, it sucks, but at least I'm putting tokens on and here. And then you run back with your seven, remaining 16 movement. movement. And on top of that, I forgot to mention, he has police team ability as well. And he ignores... Elevated. <laughs> Elevated, but not hindering. Yeah, and we're going to get to that. So, Austin, I don't know, I'm sure you, you saw it, but I just wanted to bring up Speedster, new keyword. Wait, which flash is this? This is the uncommon, the non-prime. This is a flash ash flash. Let's scroll down. I didn't see the Bizarro one below it. Or it's what we're about to talk about. So speedster keyword, though. New generic Calm down, kiddo. No, I'm totally on board with speedster keyword. Austin had to step out for a moment. All right. Oh, never mind. Now we got Bizarro flash. Monster and speedster are his only keywords. Yeah, because we really need... Well, I guess he's not a problem with... Uncommon prime. And he also plays off of speed tokens, but works pretty differently. He has 111 points. Eight clicks as well, but his dial... The top dial for a 111-point piece I think I've ever seen. His dial goes reverse, of course, in typical Bizarro fashion. He only has a six movement, but he has sidestep at the top. Um, He's shitty as fuck. His attack power is called Slow Down. Give him a free action. Remove a speed token. If you do, other characters within eight squares can't use hypersonic until your next turn. That's pretty useful. That is useful. And perplex as well. And as a common prime, you're going to see a lot of them in sealed and stuff. Uncommon, but yes. Green? And then he has... Oh, sorry. Yeah, green's uncommon. He has... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I derped that one. Instead of the super senses trait, he has one called slow force. At the end of your turn, if he missed all attacks this turn, place a speed token on his card. With a nine attack, that's going to happen. With a nine attack, yeah, exactly. Uh, then he next dial keeps the same except he switches perp for outwit then he starts picking up his special damage power for a while which is nuts he already has charge and his special um, nerfing hypersonic but then he also gets this damage ability he can use flurry and cce remove a speed token from his card and you may activate close combat expert with a close combat attack so you can either charge you could charge flurry and close combat expert all at the same time. Yeah, that's if not If you're good. willing to <laughs> remove 
<laughs> a speed token. Um, nope, so, that's uh, not good. So click six. Seems like shit to oh, me. Did you take a look at that click six? <laughs> yeah, so he keeps that kind of power set for three clicks. Then for his last three clicks, he suddenly is super fast and super powerful with hypersonic precision strike going from a 10 attack, 11 attack, 12 attack, and a 10, 11, and 12 movement as well. And still keeping the close combat expert in flurry, so now he can hypersonic and then activate CC. Fuck that, no, that's not good. And then his last two clicks, he his defense is going up as well to an 18 toughness, and then finally a 19 impervious with 4 damage exploit weakness. Sounds like shit, this character outwit. sucks. Or sorry, uh, outwit. So yeah, if you somehow get him to stay alive on last click, through, I don't know, a white lantern power battery or something... Um, He's going to be a 12 hypersonic, 12 precision strike, 4 damage out with, with CCE while he's hypersonicing. Your tactic with Bizarro Flash is kill him last. Because he fucking sucks top down. And then turns into but a... Then he's gonna sit and but then he's going to build up tokens. speed, yeah. It's going to be fun. He's a pretty, pretty cool piece. Wait, I just realized between both his traits, that means as long as he moves and swings, he will no matter what gain any speed token. Also, please yeah. notice... Because if he hits after moving, yeah, he gets one. Yeah, because he has the speed force trait where if he hits, he gets one, and if he missed all his attacks this turn... So the only way you're not is if you flurry and you hit one and miss one. Yeah. And actually, it's, oh. even though you hit one, you would get one. Hunter. Yeah. So yeah, he's getting he has, tokens. He has monster keyword. Yeah, yep. that's what I was saying. He's going to be awesome. He's fucking great. I'm on board with more weird Bizarro characters. So keeping in the theme of the, in the vein of Flash, let's kind of do our little, what characters we want to see in Flash in the main set. Coming out in December. Well, no, more like November, but we'll see if that actually... <laughs> this is WizKids, it'll be January. ...comes to fruition. Well, I don't know, they've been pretty on time at the last... Lately, season. they have been much better, so we got to give them credit. Credit work credit? Nope. Work. Some of these characters... Drew, Drew's upset about Sabretooth overrides everything. <laughs> Some of these characters, um, we already know, will be in it. But we're just kind of going with our favorite people and people we either really like or we really think um, it, it, like have never been clicks before and really need... Or they haven't been done in since freaking Crisis or Hypertime. Or people we just really like and we want so, a piece for. We're going to go in order. Just kind of say our character and... Um, Maybe how we think they could play or something like that. I I first want to go go with Trickster. I think he's he's a hilarious character. He has there's a lot of potential with his Hero Clicks design that you could do. Whether you're doing um, like a trait that lets him use different little gadgets and stuff, you know, and could have little effects that you could choose one during each turn or however you want to do it. But I think there's a lot of room for creativity there with Trickster, and he's a character that. Hasn't been. Let me see if he's even ever been clicked. Is there a trickster? There's yeah, there's, there's the Pied Piper and trickster. There's gotta be a trickster. Okay, from collateral damage. Other than that, he had a duo in Crisis with Pied Piper. So it's been a long time. So Austin, what do you think? Um, I want the new Fifty Two Reverse Flash. He, I, I'm liking it too. I love I love the costume for one. Like he just looks awesome. But um, I don't really know. I mean, like, I guess he's just a, he's a normal speedster that could help negate enemy hypersonic or I, something. I like how you use the word speedster in theme with this new speed, keyword. Yeah, the new keyword. I'm totally on board with that. They're about to finally spoil what's going on with their whole reverse flash, too. It's been building up this whole time. And the end of the last issue... I haven't been caught up on it. Don't spoil anything. The end, well, they don't say it yet, but the end of the last issue, 
like it pretty much tells you we're about to get into you know yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on. So, um, yeah, I mean, I really like the character. I'm really looking forward to what whatever happens with it. But Drewster, Mirror Master, that, that totally should be on my list too. Like that one's just, um, like I feel like he like be he could do so many things like tokens or be like. Um, Mysterio or... A weird capture piece. Like, yeah. Where he or captures pieces to the mirror dimension. Th- that would be pretty sweet, actually. Some kind of, like, spiral portal type thing. Yeah. Maybe, but he can only attack through, like, punch you through. That's what I was expecting. That's like. what I actually expect them to do with him. Actually... They like, sort of did that with uh, Blink. Yeah. yeah. Where she could, like, you know, hit you from so far away. Yeah. But there's a lot of potential for a mirror master. I agree. Yeah. Um, my number two is Girder. He's a relatively new rogue. He got created in oh, oh something in the early two thousands. Oh baby! And he's kind of he's a big beefy dude. He's pretty entertaining in the comics. So and he's never been clicks to my knowledge. I'll double check, but I don't think he had. No, he's never been clicks. So he he deserves his due. Austin, uh, Grodd. I mean, we know he's going to be in there because freaking they've already confirmed it. But Grodd is awesome. I mean, this is the only comic that can take a living, smart gorilla and turn him into an interesting villain. Especially for The Flash. I've always found that matchup so weird to me. I've really liked uh, all the Grotz stuff they've done in New 52. Yeah, so I, I love that arc. Especially the villains. Uh, well, see, one. Flash is new to me. Like, I started Flash with New 52. I mean, like, I knew about him and stuff like that, but I really didn't get into him until New 52. So all his rogues and stuff seemed kind of weird to me. But New 52 did a great job of getting me to love all these characters immediately. If you want to borrow some of my Flash traits. The old ones? No, uh-huh. I have like a lot of his best. Yeah, I might pick some up for Old me. stuff. A lot of Jeff Jones, Flash. Drewster? Uh, you know how much I love Jeff Jones. Captain Boomerang? Um, like... Who doesn't love this guy? Seriously. Captain He's a Boomerang. captain and he has a boomerang. Like, just... Also, please print Boomerang in Marvel already. He's such a fucking... Great character, and you keep snubbing him. <laughs> you know who else is a great character? Shut the snubbing? fuck up, Austin. <laughs> I swear to God. You know what they're going to do one of these days? They're going to make a freaking Sabretooth's prime team base that's Sabretooth from all the different dimensions, and none of them will have the Brotherhood keyword. <laughs> They'll all be chases. <laughs> and that's the day I'll leave this world. <laughs> uh, my number three is Zoom. Um, a lot of you people may have played against the original Zoom. What do you Zoom. mean by you people? You you <laughs> listeners may have played Zoom. Um, they've already made a really good Zoom. Arkham Asylum Zoom is sick. He's really fun to play. He's oh, really he's really annoying to play against. Um, but he hasn't been made since Arkham Asylum, so I'd like to have a modern age version of him. He's a really sadistic, really badass character in the comics, and uh, I think he deserves. That's right. It. Fuck you, Johnny Quick. Zoom boy, better. <laughs> he deserves a remake. Austin, your number three. Um, this one was actually confirmed for Trinity War, but um, Shazam. I really thought like it would kind of at least it'd be a set to throw him into. We've wanted one for how long now? When was the last Shazam? Uh, Brave and the Bold. Yeah, that sounds about right. Brave and the Bold. God, that's so. And he was the duo with Black Adam and Shazam. No, there was a normal one too. He has his own. No, they. Okay, when was the last single Shazam? Origin. I have him. I love the sculpt. 
<laughs> I'm gonna just like keep things PG, but if you guys wanna go look at this sculpt and laugh too. I bought this figure solely for the sculpts. Oh, cool stuff. I saw this sculpt and I was like, I have to get this sculpt. I, I fully say our listeners, go to HC Realms unit section, find the Shazam, view the sculpt. And tell us if you start laughing like we did. From origin. Speaking of units, poor Billy Batson. <laughs> Wait, it's kind of, he's kind of doing himself, though, right? I mean, it's Billy Batson. I mean, come on. Oh, God. Oh, he's violating his childhood self. How does that... My I mind. think that's called masturbation. Maybe it's, maybe it's symbolic. He's screwing his childhood I'm over. so mind-fucked right now. Anyway, I wanted a new Shazam really bad. I mean, like... I I don't know how to do his powers. Like that's a piece that I feel like <laughs> really you don't know how to do his powers. I mean, like banner has... click, hypersonic. I don't want a banner strength. click. God, I hate banner. Clicks. I do too. Well, I'd rather have an AE Billy Batson that turns into Shazam. I it would be cool to have um where they can Shazam back and forth yeah. to each other. Like, and then power you could action. do Billy like have just like outwit or something. Yeah, and then that, a, that would imply Billy smart, and give him, definitely give, not smart. Give him, give him tiny and outwit. Well, he does clever things every now and then. When he's he he gets himself into trouble, and then when somehow gets out. When he switches back and forth, he needs to like hit everybody AOE, yeah. like a small pulse wave. You know how he you know how he gets out of trouble, Austin? He yells Shazam, <laughs> and then every- beats the shit out of everybody. But no, I I'm really happy we're getting one in Trinity War. Um, I. I had always said back when, if you listen to the old episodes when we talked about like how we wanted a flash set and stuff, I said I'd love a Shazam in a flash set because it just seems like when he'd fit in, you know, red with lightning bolts. One of these days they'll give him his own comic book. Drew, we're, number we're three. Movie rolling up their balance. Number three. Weather Wizard. Um, like, Weather Wizard's another one of the rogues that they, like, could do damn near anything with. Yeah, that's such a creative yeah. optional dial, too. Weather Wizard's just. Somebody made us a really good weather wizard yeah. for dial design. Who was it? I think it was Swagnito. I no, think we're just giving everything to Swagnito. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I want to say Renocon or We Are Vendors. I want to say somebody, I want to say it's one of those two too. Weather wizard hasn't been since like Hyper Time, the original. All he has smoke cloud and in cap with an eight attack, seven movement, fourteen defense. Hey, look way. at the creativity in this Hyper Time. Oh God, I remember that sculpt. Scott was playing him one time, and I laughed like our entire match at that sculpt. And he also has in Justice League best team ability ever. How much? What's his? Uh, what's his veteran version? How many points is that? 50. So you could pay fifty points for RCA. He has ten range. <laughs> Fucking book piece if I've ever seen one. Give him a hammer. He's a ten range end capper with eleven attack at least. Yeah, there you go. One bolt. Yeah. Um, my number four is Pied Piper. Who's also a really cool character and somebody they could do. I I envision a Pied Piper who puts out little rat bystander tokens. He can like maybe mind control all rats on the board or something, and maybe give them like really low attack, like an eight attack but blades or something. What they need to know, you know, would be sick poison or plasticity since they're like all up on you. Poison. You know, you know, it's actually be cool is if instead of spawning a bystander, he spawns a horde token. Yeah, it would. Or so many no, I mean, he would be able. He would be able to do multiple of them. Yeah, yeah poison is. and Pied Piper can use outwit through friendly. They'll be tiny friendly. through rats. Through rats. Yeah, rats will be tiny anyway. So yeah, they'll be tiny. Also, so. number four. 
Black Adam, same vein as Shazam. I mean, like, if we're getting a Shazam, we should have got a Black Adam, which I'm dead positive we're getting freaking one in. Drewster. <laughs> just in a real Jay Garrick. Well, I just mean it's the same Jay, thing as Jay, it's the I mean, same like, as Shazam. To so be I, fair, Drew's, like, list is pretty much my other list, so. Jay, Jay's one I really want to see. <laughs> To be fair, Drew's list is bad. Well, if he wants to interrupt me, he can. Jay Garrick. He's the fucking Flash. What do you, what do you want? He's got Mercury's helmet. I love the original Flash. How can you not like Jay's Jay? really cool. Jay He's cool, cool in comics, too. When Jay's? was the last Jay? It was they like D- D- D10? They did him in D10. Um, the Crisis one was really good, too. And yeah. it... I think it was the Crisis one. Let me check. Yeah, near... The one on the treadmill. No. no that's... Maybe as Asylum. Yeah, Arkham Asylum oh, one is really yeah. good, too. 18 defense for 100. 18 points. defend. Defend, that's what I meant. And, um, where's that? He can uh, quake when he does uh, hypersonic on one click. And has energy shield. He's always really hard to hit, but I always liked that flash, that J. And the D10, the 10th anniversary one was good, too. Yeah. Especially for its points. Only 86 points for a 16 movement hypersonic. It's really annoying. With an 18 uh, defend. Um, who we got next? Number five. I went with Murmur. Another new uh, rogue. Great. Really got a sadistic serial killer type guy. Just somebody who's uh, a rogue that's in comics more often these days, but has never been clicks before. Yeah. So I figured that. If that'd you be remember an easy back to. Um, like I think we did an episode of Wish, or like once, and I think I put Murmur down because like Murmur's cool. Oh, I number five, Captain Golden. I know he's confirmed and everything. We've talked a little bit about him in the past when someone did him for dial design. Um, Captain Cold's a really cool character. He's, I like the fact that he's a villain, but he's. I don't know, like, you you understand why he's a villain. Captain Cold is a villain with values, and if you yeah. read Forever Evil... I'm still in the process of reading it. Are you in the process? I told, What did I tell you, Hunter? After I is leave this Austin podcast, text p- me. Text me 15 minutes after I leave and say Forever Evil so I can remember to finish it. He will soon be in the process, I guess, <laughs> is how we would say. But not currently in the process, so... When, you read, for, when yeah. you read Forever Evil, you will come to appreciate Captain Cold as Even more? Because like I loved yes. him in The Flash already. Yeah, even more. He's, oh, he's amazing in it. Same with Lex, too. Yeah, because I mean that's what that's what I really liked about him in The Flash was he yeah, he was a villain with values. Which was interesting because you feel like that would be a more common thing, but it kinda isn't. Like you get anti heroes and crap like that, but it's not too often you get like he holds a moral code and everything. Drew, I also desperately want your number five. Uh, Animal Man. I'm sure you do. <laughs> That's total slang, but you guys will never know what that stands for. I got more than five inches, buddy. <laughs> Animal, Animal Man's Drew's number five. Animal Man. Um, Animal Man hasn't been clicked since anniversary. I thought it was because Drew had like a Chinese menu where you pick what you want him to do to you. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll take a number five, Drew. No, you pick what you want to do to him. No, no, no. Get it straight. Drew, you Get don't straight. do anything to Drew. You do. Drew does. You want you. a BJ, a BJ, a ZJ? <laughs> What's a ZJ? If you have to ask, it's already too expensive. <laughs> you can't afford it, kid. Oh, God, here we go. Anyway, can we go one Drew choice without turning into <laughs> Animal Man? What a guy! 
He's an animal. <laughs> I mean, like, if you've listened to this podcast more than one episode, Hunter is. This is Hunter's Sabretooth. We've talked... No, well, he's fun. He's fun to design. He's fun to play. He's a great character in comics. Unfortunately, they canceled his New 52 book. Why, I don't know. It's one it's of the... sold fucking... It's one of the, like, top three, at the least top five books right now in DC. The only but thing that sucks... It probably wasn't selling well. The only thing that sucks is, like, I, if they did him... I feel like they would just make him a single... It would be like pick a power or he'd have a weird dial that's split between three animals. Because the only w- the way I want them to make Animal Man would be Beast Boy. Yeah, but they... He isn't Beast Boy, though. I think, I, what, I think what they should do is make him similar to the vein how they did uh, Chameleon Girl where he can change yeah. sizes all the time. He has a list of maybe like five powers that are typical animal powers like blades, blades. exploit, stuff like leap poison, climb. maybe leap climb stuff. And then he can choose so many a turn or something yeah. like that. And I mean, I don't I know. Just, I'm afraid they're going to make him really generic in his dial. He is really generic, though. That's the thing about Animal Man. But I mean, it's, like, it, in the con- yeah, he's entertaining because of his personality and yep. the situations and how they write him. But He just needs to be clicked. Um, number six for me is Green Arrow. Um, there's a good chance I think if we don't get him in the Flash set, we'll we will get, we'll get him in Trinity War. No Are you talking New Fifty Two Green Arrow? Either, either uh, it'll have to be New Fifty Two if they do him in Trinity. If, War, if it's especially. clicks, they're gonna do it. Oh yeah, they'll new push 52. the New Fifty Two version. Which either way, he's pretty similar. I like I his mean, new outfit and stuff. I mean, like he, yeah, he's personality wise similar and everything. The but. main difference being though, um, the reason I bring him up for Flash is because in comics he has a lot. He often teams up with Flash. They're kind of like best buds, mm-hmm. and um, along with uh, Flash and Hal are are good buds too. But in New Fifty Two, now that I think about it, now that you mention it, I don't think they really have teamed up hardly at no, all. Because Justice League, has, I mean, so, like when Justice League, that's because Green Arrow isn't even in the Justice. League. He's in JLA. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think I think you know he's a big character. He need there is no modern Green Arrow. We need uh, another one or two of them, anyways. And it's a character that everybody's wanting to be clicked again, especially with the new show and get popular and everybody enjoying it. So. I think they might save him for Trinity War and do J- all the JLA yeah. people in that one. Either one, I would be happy with. Oh man, we are, we're going to get a new Hawkman probably. Austin number six. Vandal Savage. Good choice. I mean, like, he's an awesome... I don't even have to go through how awesome freaking Vandal Savage is. When was the last one we got? An impressive-ass Origins. beard. Origins. I, I <laughs> the I most impressive-ass beard. I was going to say Origins or Justice League. Let's see. Origin. Yeah. You know what I kind of want? I have of, this clicks, actually, if you guys are going to play it. You know what I want out of him? I want a Prime version where you have him back in, like, the medieval eras, and then a modern version and a way for them to swap between the two. Or something like that, or a promotion. Drifter number six. Grifter. Um, we just got Grifter in Batman, and it's a really good Grifter, but I like Grifter, and he's kind of important. And, Grifter, um, Grifter, Grifter, Grifter. He's, he's one of the main characters in Future's End right now. Yep, Future's End. I still heard Future's End. He's sort of important in Trinity War, and maybe towards the end. Is Future's End good? Yes. Um, uh, At the beginning. Re- remind me when we get done with this, and I'll go on a little rant about Future's End. Okay. At the beginning. Where's your pen? I'm going to write it at the bottom so we don't forget because I want to hear this. Yeah, Grifter is a cool character. Um, And the one in Batman was really good. It was a great sealed piece for sure. Uh, My number seven is Green Arrow and Flash Duo. But now that I think about it, now that we talk about it, I don't think they would ever do it because... 
like I said, if you notice, we were talking about this earlier, you know, when we were coming back from clicks. Uh, when when DC and Marvel do HeroClix sets, pretty much, if you guys aren't familiar with how the process goes, pretty much WizKids whips up a list of characters they want to do in an upcoming set, and then they submit it to either Marvel or DC and try to get everything okayed and checked off, like, okay, we are okay with you guys making these characters. Marvel's pretty loosey-goosey and, and generally doesn't like this reject list is okay, anything. Let's go. Yeah, they don't really reject anything. DC tries to make uh, WizKids stick a little more to what they are also at the same time trying to push in their comics, which makes business sense. So, for instance, when New 52 came out, there was a lot of characters that a lot of us clicks players wanted from old school DC stuff, but DC was really wanting to push New 52 because it had just came out, and we got a solely DC New 52 focus set with Justice League Dark and you know all that other stuff. Deathstroke had his own book at the time and everything, so I don't think they will do a Green Arrow Flash duo just because, like I said, they haven't really teamed up here lately, so I'm losing hope for that as I go on. Austin number seven. Prometheus. A I, character I'm not familiar with. Okay. Prometheus is basically this rich guy who his, I guess, superpower basically is that he has contingency plans upon contingency plans upon contingency plans. So he lures heroes into traps, like the Justice League, for instance, and them being victorious over him is actually part of his plan, and then it leads to something else, which is also part of his plan. And so, like, he has everything planned out. And he's the one who cut off Red Arrow's arm in the old stuff before New 52 rebooted it. Mm. Maybe if I saw him, I'd recognize him. Google it. Drewster, I also love your number seven. The old seven God. special, as as she calls him. Uh, number seven special. Number seven. Uh, I thought of this, like, spur of the moment, but I we definitely need him, and that's Frankenstein. We got Amethyst, and we didn't get Frankenstein yet. I'm so... Well, at the time Amethyst came out, they Futures In wasn't even out yet. Yeah, and Frankenstein's kind of... Wait, what? Is Amethyst in Futures In? Yeah. I didn't know that. And so is Frankenstein. Yeah, together. Ooh! Dang it, Hunter, now you got to go on that rant. This guy's out of the loop here. He's just... so well. Drew, talk about why Frankenstein's such a fucking man. Because the guy's fucking dead! <laughs> and he's running around! Uh, okay, Drew, when we get to Trinity War and they spoil Dead Man, I want you to open with that exact line. Because the guy's fucking dead. He's running around just killing shit. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, seriously, Frank's a great character, and you need to read anything. He's That's Prometheus. He's very... Oh, he does look familiar. He's very entertaining <laughs> in comics. Lately, they've been pushing him. His new 52 book wasn't bad. Didn't sell well. They canceled it. Now they've put him into Justice League Dark, where he's been very good, very he's so, uh, entertaining. He, he's so great in that group of Justice League Dark characters. He's like, great as long as he doesn't have to be the focus of yeah. whatever's going on. And uh, I just love him because he's a foil. Like he's the most level. You'd think Frankenstein would be the like run of the mill freaking brute guy who's not paying attention to anything, but in actuality, in Justice League Dark, he's the most level headed, and he's like. I don't think we should do this. Well, some of you may not know, but there is actually a Frank uh, Hero Clicks, but it was made all the way back in Arkham Asylum. It's not a bad dial. I actually love him. It's 98 points. 98 points. And the sculpt is fucking sweet. Running shot and uh, energy, or uh, sorry, running shot and super strength with Indom 
then mid dial blades plasticity and then some late dial regen cce not a great dial but for as old as it is it actually isn't too bad so but we definitely need a remake of the new frank uh, my number eight is flash which is danica williams from the justice league unlimited um just or as some of us call it justice league beyond um all the justice league and batman stories set in the future danica's really cool um, she is the Flash in the future. You may have seen her. She's got a red costume. Um, her hair is kind of hanging out of the tops. So she has black hair, and then she wears like yellow goggles. Pretty typical. Um, she has some interesting personality things going on. If you read the um, the Justice League Beyond books from the last two, the last couple years, um, lately they they do basically now they do Batman Beyond Universe is what the name of the title of the. Uh, book is now and i like the new format i've been enjoying it better these last couple years than the way they used to do it now it's basically half batman beyond and then half justice league unlimited and um, if you guys want to learn more about her i would suggest reading those books i suggest them anyway because they're really really good number eight for you austin tj's gonna be very happy with me i want a new booster gold i like the one we have in sog but batman. i mean batman was, i thought it was sog no it's batman super rare with skeets and has the duo that's right skeets. Yeah. yeah I would just I would like one of the skeets token I think they could do a really cool one um he fits it all and everything I mean the flash has had time travel shenanigans and all that stuff flash time travel no no way <laughs> or these crisis things that keep happening that I still don't know anything about if one of our viewers wants to write me a dummy's guide to crisis Drew number eight I've you replaced... just want to read them I have them by the way but anyway I have I replaced my number eight afterthought consideration. Okay, what's your new number eight? Warhawk. Do you know who Warhawk is? I'm aware who Warhawk is, yes. Okay. Drew was here for that episode, wasn't he? Yes. It's in such a... Yes, Warhawk is awesome. Also, we already know we're getting Hawkman. Yeah. And, well, well, we don't know. I shouldn't say that, but we hopefully assume that we will be getting Hawkman. Question. Has Hawkgirl been introduced in New 52? No. I don't think I've seen her in anything. I don't think she was. I don't think she. I don't think I've seen her in anything. If she would have been, it would have been in his book. And Quick to the Wikipedia cave. I don't think she's in. Austin's looking that up. I'm looking at a picture of a kid. Hold on. But seriously, Warhawk's fucking. This guy's got his freaking priority straight. No, my friend sent me a picture of her kitten. It's adorable. For the love of Christ. Whatever. You own a cat. I don't. My number nine is Glider or Golden Glider, um, as she's called now in New Fifty Two. She is. I got to the stuff who her, is it that's her brother? It's driving me Captain nuts. Cold. It's Captain Cold. Is it sister. Captain Cold? Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I kept thinking it was. Uh, what's his face? Is uh, Weather Wizard, or maybe he's dating. He might be. Is dating. she dating one of the other? I thought. Hold on, it's driving. It's going to drive me crazy. So I'm going to look it up. Uh, we do not have Hot Girl in New Fifty Two yet. I didn't think there was. At least I don't see anything New Fifty Two notices on our Wikipedia wiki page. Golden Glider, sister of Captain Cold. In the New 52... Oh, yeah, she was in New 52. Yeah. She is now... Shown recruiting. That's right. She's in Earth 2. She is shown recruiting Weather Wizard for some unknown purpose. After his battle with the Flash, she recruits Heatwave, Trickster, and Mirror Master to join her faction to exact her revenge on Flash. Then she gets sick. If, spoiler alert, if you haven't been reading New 52. 
Uh, it doesn't say that on Wikipedia, but I remember reading that. Yeah, there's it does I say it. It says it right there. She's now she's now dying. Because of remember, uh, I swear she's dating one of the other rogues, though. I swear she is. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I thought it was Mirror Master, but Hawk Girl is in New Fifty Two in both Earth Two. On the Prime Earth, she comes to Earth to get to bring Thanagar or Cater Hold to justice. Hmm. So I guess she was in New Fifty Two. So she's only the Earth Two version is in New Fifty Two. No, both. She's the one who comes to Earth to get Hawkman. Oh. Or whatever. I don't know. I didn't read Savage Hawkman yet. Um, Austin's number nine. Oh, sorry, I didn't talk about Glider's power set. Uh, so if you if you've never, um, let me go back. It's okay, just keep interrupting you guys. I mean, like it makes me feel really important on the podcast. Oh wow, because you've never interrupted anybody Shut in the, the entire up, history of the podcast, huh? <laughs> never talked over anyone. Never, never <laughs> taken your stolen your thunder. Yeah, I can't say I ever have stolen your thunder. Yeah, whatever, dude. I got the his thunder. <laughs> well, in short. I don't really know how to explain how Glider uses uses her powers, <laughs> but she basically has some sort of magical powers where she can fly. But she's kind of the um, in New Fifty Two. She's kind of takes over and becomes the leader of the Rogues with everything in the wake of everything that's going on. So she's a pretty cool character. I don't think she's ever been clicks, but I'm gonna look her up real quick just to double check. Uh. It's frozen. Refresh the whole page. Realms. No, nope. nope. No glider. So definitely a character that needs clicks. Awesome number nine. Well, well, you know what? Now that I think about this, choice is terrible because if we get a booster gold, we're not going to get a blue beetle. That's ten or that's cord. That's true. There is no new fifty two 50... Ted. Yeah, unless they. It's not because Austin ran out of ideas and had to come up with you know. Another... Well, no booster gold's not a bad one. Hold on, I'm going to look up Ted and see if they have hinted at least. In New Fit, I'll say this much. In Future's End, they make mention of Ted, of Court Industries a lot, but they haven't actually said the word, like, shown him, or, or even said anything about him. Other than that, that's all I've really yeah, seen. Yeah, if we're going to get a freaking booster gold, we got to get Cord. Drew, what's your number nine? The top... Now, I know when the last top was printed, and that was Arkham Asylum, because it was my favorite set, and the last top was the worst figure in existence. He's so bad. Oh, Ted Cord was reintroduced in the final pages of Forever Evil. Yep. At the beginning of the story, Lex threatens the owner of Cord. Oh, yeah, he he threatens to throw him out of the helicopter. That's, I read that. Oh, why didn't I even think I it? forgot that was Ted. Yeah. Okay. Way to go, Austin. I forgot about no, that. No, I, I didn't think about the fact it was Ted. I thought it was freaking... I, I don't know. I thought it was just a random dude, but that's right. It is Ted. Okay, sorry, uh, uh, Drew. Okay, but Drew, what's your number nine? Oh, the okay. Top. Oh, um, it, hold on. The top? Is it the top? No, but uh, Ted kind of falls to his death. What's so special about the top? It doesn't actually confirm that he's dead. That's why I think oh, it's okay. kind of... Drewster? What's so special about the top? How's the top? How'd the top get his name? Motherfucker spins. <laughs> he goes to spin classes. Is that his special power? No, he spins like a top. He's a spin master. Oh, he's a master of turntables. He's got the DJ. He's a DJ. <laughs> so he's a power top. <laughs> he's a power top. Is that what's going on here? Austin, we're not talking about your boyfriend anyway. <laughs> 
Let's look at the Tops old dial on her. Is, is there an old Tom? Yeah, he was in uh, Arkham Asylum. I don't think I've ever played against him or with him. So TJ see. played him once. I know that. Uh, the top from Arkham Asylum. It's the only one. <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> I mean, he has calculators, so he can calculate Batman enemies. So he rolls onto a special uh, movement ability. He can use flurry, force blast, and mind control. When the top uses force blast, roll two d six and divide the knockback result among all the adjacent characters. Oh shit! It's pretty cool, actually. Um, and then last last round number ten. Um, I put Blue Lantern Flash because we haven't gotten one since I very first started playing Hero Clicks. Blue Lantern Flash was among the six. Was a six or eight? I think it was eight uh, characters I eight, that yeah. I ever owned, which was the Blackest Night pack. Um, and they didn't do them in War of Light, so I think they could. That'd be an easy remake. Maybe, maybe a chase. If the chases are Flash themed in different versions of Flash, maybe that could be a good one. You know, a good option for one of them. How um, many chases are there for the Flash? Do they? I don't. Is it no. five? While you guys are doing your two, I'll try to find it. Okay. i try to find details. Awesome, what's your number 10? Dr. Fate. Although, once again, New 52, I didn't think about it. He's in Earth 2, technically, and if they were doing Earth 2 stuff, they would have done a sub-theme. So, I mean, like... Three chases. Three chases? Sorry, go ahead. Who would they be? I have no idea. If we think of it in a future episode, we'll talk about it, but I have no idea. Drew, what's your last one? Abracadabra. Um, he's also one of the one the uh, rogues that you could do some interesting stuff with. You get a, you I'm gonna get a, assume that he's a magician and he uses magic. No, you idiot. No, he's a go kart driver. <laughs> what? <laughs> go kart driver. <laughs> oh shit! So, to wrap up our flash discussion, here are the confirmed figures that you may or may not know about for the Flash set. Abracadabra. There you go. <laughs> Bizarro Flash, we already talked about. Hold on, let's mark these off as we go through. Abracadabra. Bizarro Flash. Two Captain Boomerangs, Digger and Owen. Yes. So I assume those are primes, but... Central City Police Generic. Oh, we were just talking about that earlier. We were talking about it when we were eating at White Castle. Don't you get your marker on my Batman Beyond book. Pick your ass. Oh, oh, next one. Told you. Deathstroke Flashpoint. Why? Quit making Deathstrokes. We have No, no, no. That's the pirate Deathstroke. Still, we have to. But the pirate Deathstroke's so cool. Oh, my God. I'm going to give him a pass since it's fucking pirate Deathstroke. Oh, wait. That's not pirate Deathstroke. Unless unless he's in there. Oh, he's in the background. Yeah. He's the one with the sword in the background. Oh, yeah. I was like, that guy in the front is definitely not pirate Deathstroke. Still, though, we have enough... God dang I can deal with that though because it'll be different. Elongated man, yeah, yeah, buddy, sweet. Etrigan, fan vote winner from 2013. Uh, Barry and Jay, yeah, Kingdom Come Flash, Golden Glider. You mark that off. Yeah. Gorilla City Soldier, generic Gorilla Grodd, Harley Quinn. The- that Jeter made. Sorry, Jeter. <laughs> Impulse. A new impulse would be nice. Jenny Quantum. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with. She's Jenny the the girl from. Oh, from Authority. Stormwatch and Authority. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Which I'm fine with. I was gonna. I thought I hadn't heard of my list. Max Mercury. That's oh, a pretty, Max Merc. That's a pretty easy one. Midnighter, also from Dude. Authority. Uh, I, I just find it funny we have <gasps> Midnighter on this. <gasps> Are they making Ragdoll? Yeah, he was in. Our, I told you. Yeah. Bro. Oh wait. Yeah, it's. It doesn't look like him, but okay. It might be. Maybe that's what New Fifty Two Ragdoll looks like now. Uh, Murmur. There's another one of mine. Murmur. Ragdoll Rainbow Raider. Are you guys familiar with Rainbow Raider? Um, I mentioned I'm him not. when I listed. Are you? Are you? Earlier. Once again, are you just referring to Austin's boyfriend? <laughs> Rainbow Raider. <laughs> Austin, who's Rainbow Raider? I have no idea. I just read him off on the list earlier. Oh, you saw his name a lot. Ragdoll Hunter gets a cat. This I'm is not the only one looking at cats. Asshole. I'm gonna look up Ragdoll real quick. Because this is not the Ragdoll that I'm familiar with. Or maybe it is and they just give him two totally different looks. And why is my uh, computer and mouse all of a sudden extremely slow? Uh, it takes place. I guess Ragdoll is totally different now. That is disappointing. Well, I knew I knew he wasn't going to be in the new Secret Six. I don't think. I can't remember who they said the team was, but uh, gosh, who else was it? Catman for sure, but I can't remember. I hope it's the same. Why won't it be the same? I'm gonna it's be not. very sad if it's open. Not. Secret Six on that link, and you'll see who. The Maybe name. this isn't the same. No, I think it is Merkel. Yeah, I think is I think is less. Okay, sorry for that tangent. It just depressed me. Uh, Rainbow Raider. Let's see who the hell Rainbow Raider is. <laughs> well, you skipped Midnighter. You started saying it was no, the way down to Rainbow If the Wikipedia said, page says Austin's boyfriend, I'm going to laugh so hard. I said Midnighter from Authority. And then I said <laughs> Look at his fucking the name! List, the list doesn't have Apollo. It has uh, Roy G. <laughs> <laughs> So, you motherfucker! <laughs> all right, let's give you guys some comics education. Gosh. Rainbow Raider, Roy G. Bivolo, Male Gigolo, first appeared in the Flash number two eighty six in June of nineteen eighty. He was a minor, though recurring enemy of Flash and other heroes. As a child, Roy Bivolo. I can get fucking Rainbow Raider, but Sabretooth is a big problem. <laughs> Always dreamed of a career as an artist, since a lofty goal considering he was completely colorblind. Drew, this is your... Drew, this, this is you. This is your kindred spirit, bro. Rainbow Raider. Your kindred spirits with my boyfriend. He would often paint what he thought were beautiful pieces of art, only be told that he was made up, that they were made up of clashing colors. His father was an optometrist and genius in optical technologies. Why is there so much detail in his life? Because <laughs> he's a golden age villain. Swore he would find a cure for his son's disorder. What a nice guy. Due to failing health, he was unable to complete his product. Instead, created a sophisticated pair of goggles that would allow Roy to create beams of solid rainbow-colored light. On his deathbed, his father presents him with a gift. It was not long before Roy found a sinister use for these rainbow-colored goggles. Eat Cyclops with rainbows! You know what the sad part is? Scott Summers is still gayer. <laughs> Nick, I hope you're listening. Anyways, he ends up getting killed by a blacksmith. Uh, Speaking of blacksmith, that's on Drew's list. Savitar. I'm not sure who Savitar is. Are you guys? Is that another authority I have no person? Idea. 
Let's do a let's do a Wikipedia for Savitar. God damn, we're learning so much today. We're learning today, guys. Savitar Comics, super villain. Um, First appeared in Flash Volume 2, 1995. 1995. A Cold War pilot uh, was testing a supersonic fighter jet. As he reached top speed, his plane was struck by what appeared to be lightning. He went down in hostile territory, discovering he could defeat the enemy by moving at super speed. Okay, so he's basically a typical... Speedster. Speedster. I wonder if he's the one that was in front there when we were looking at... Because uh, over there on it says, Sculpt shown at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the Shade... The top. There you go. Swift. Tower top. Weather Wizard. And Zoom or Professor Zoom. And those are the only confirmed for sure figures. Oh, speaking of the OP kit, what do you guys think the relic's going to be? Uh, I have no idea. Cosmic Treadmill. And actually, kind of... does the, o- the OP kit doesn't even have a figure. You know what's kind of sad? It's three copies of one object, not a figure. None of us said Heat Wave. I thought he was. I thought we confirmed. said Heatwave. Nope, no one said Heatwave. Hmm. I like Heatwave. I, I like, like him heatwave. too. I I think it'll be the Cosmic Treadmill. It's the only yeah. Flash-related relic I can think of. I agree. I think it'll be Cosmic Treadmill. Although it's weird that there's only three copies of it. Of you one think it's give Well, they've been them. shrinking the shit out of them. So Still, that's pretty small, Gary. Uh, concern, uh, confirmed Fast Forces is Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang. Mirror Master, Weather Wizard, Heat Wave, and Pied Piper. So there's another one you can cross off your list there. So Drew has five out of his ten are confirmed. I have two and you have two. I got more than two. Zoom. Pied Piper. Was Zoom confirmed? Yes. Zoom and Pied Piper. Yes. I don't see no Pied Piper. Down. Oh, I see Zoom. Zoom and then Pied Piper. I just said is Pied in the Piper's fast in the fast Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear him in the fast. So I got four as well. Yeah, damn it. Sweet. And still, that's not. That's only like twenty to thirty. Yeah, of, I know. There's tons of time for us to get the other people we want. Which I'm sure we'll get a lot more at Alliance. Guys, it does. It's fine because Rainbow Raiders in the set. And that's all that matters. Oh, I think I found my new favorite character. Yeah, he did. Midnighter. <laughs> Okay, so quick aside on Futures In. Oh, I was going to say, I find it funny that they've confirmed Midnighter, and even though we know that Authority's in here, how would they do Midnighter, not Apollo? Oh, it's going to be a duo. It's going to be like the Billy Batson and himself, except it's going to be Apollo <laughs> standing behind Midnighter. Mid- yeah. I actually, I, like, we've talked about And there's going to be no question about the intention on the sculpt on that one. <laughs> and we've talked about it before. Midnighter and Apollo are freaking awesome. Like I'm really I have figures of Midnighters. Also. Midnighters. Okay, yeah. Apollo can be Apollo. It's a little gay. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> Midnighters just get in there. <laughs> Apollos. <laughs> so quick tangent on Futures in. It's a. It starts out very interesting, of course, because yes, Terry's is. involved. Issue zero, which was free at New Comic Book Day or something yep. last year, was I mean, awesome. Free comic Book Day. Because new comic book days are... Or sorry, free comic book day. Um, <laughs> both are exciting. Issue zero is awesome. Issue one was awesome. And the premise of everything going on is really cool. The issue is that they have like four different writers, each writing a different part of the book, and a few of them are not that talented. And then you have Brian Azarello. So basically it's like Brian Azarello, who's top tier in my book, and then Keith Giffen coming in and writing a lot of the other stuff, which is bottom tier in my book. What's and Keith Giffen? 
a lot of new fifty two bullshit. Like, and when I say shit, but I he's mean no Justin Jordan. I mean general. No, he's no Justin Jordan. It's um, not me. If they gave out Razzies for freaking bad comic book writers, Justin Jordan would be the winner every year. He's not that bad. There's people who are way worse. Really? Yeah, because I thought that was really bad. I think the thing is, we're just comparing. And the thing about Keith Giffen is, he does have some decent books. I'm just saying, right now, his books have not been. But they're well, not. He, they're also not giving him a lot to work on. But anyways, really DC. Apparently, he does a little bit of everything. Oh, he's done a lot over the years. Look at all that. Oh, Larfleys. He worked on Omac, which was terrible. Oh, Larfleys. He, that book's really, really good. Right, right. You guys don't even joke like this. You guys like? I'm so disappointed. Right? So disappointed. Oh, Mac, that book turned out good, too. That didn't get canceled or anything. That got canned so quickly. <laughs> How many issues did it last? Actually, it lasted. So, literally, they did their initial print run. First issue yes, didn't sell, uh, and they failed it. Pretty much. Um, let's see here. He has done a lot of authority, though. But, anyways. Oh, he um, did Threshold. It's pretty. It, it's still, if you're really into DC like I am, it's worth reading just to keep up with everything that's going on. And I will also say that the last two or three issues... It's weekly. The last two or three issues have been good, and it is picking up. Is it done yet? No, it's not even close. It'll be going on for like a year. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, But the last couple issues have been very good. So, and we just found out some big mysteries that have been happening throughout the whole series. So, um, now's a... It's not a bad book. It's just not a great book either. The problem is you can't have a book. I know it's a big book, but you can't have a book and have multiple writers on it. I'm sorry, it just it never works. It's terrible. It does, and I know that it's separate stories, storylines, but it's still supposed to overall be the same overarching story. And I had that. That was we talked about that with AVX. AVX did the same thing. They changed writers and artists every single issue, pretty much. And it just makes it. It needs to be a cohesive story, like when Marvel handed off Infinity to Jeff Johns and had him write. But the vast majority of it, solid idea, or not Jeff Jones. Well, the issue with Hickman. this book is not only, I, I'm not saying they alternate between issues, they split up each issue and write different parts of it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, in each individual? Yeah. That's yep. terrible. So Brian will write one part, and then Keith will write this part, and then the other, the third guy will write this part. And it's very noticeable when you switch, it, at least to me, it seems it is. noticeable when you switch between the writers. But anyways... Well, given the man who wrote Laura Fleece, that doesn't surprise me. It's noticeable. It's been a while since we took a trip. A trip to the corner. A little corner called Drew's Valuable Silver Age Corner Value of Values. Values. Come on in. Value Corner of Values. Let me take you we to the corner. We need a chime to ring when we open the The open sign is on. <laughs> it is on. And we got nothing but value. Let's venture on down. So, Hunter. What's our theme this week? I'd say a little flash of this, a little flash of that. A little flash of this, a little flash of that. I don't know. It kind of... I don't know. What do you got in the on the clearance rack that's uh, flash-related this week? Nothing but hate. <laughs> Nothing but hate. So. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, Drew forgot what was on the clearance uh, rack. <laughs> no, I know what it was. I just needed to see the dial so I could do my shtick. <laughs> I think you should uh, contact old Rainbow. I think he can help you with your shtick problems. Tell Rainbow <laughs> to fuck off. <laughs> He'd love to. 
I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you're a flaming homosexual, that's your life choice, Austin. But <laughs> anyway, kid. Well, never mind. You can go ahead and. <laughs> you guys made that Animals really are being ridiculous. Okay, anyway, what am I saying? 87 points. What All would right. you pay for 87 points? Would you pay for 87 points? What do I points? want for 87? I would pay 87 points for 87 points. I want... I want some movement attack. You got it. And I want at least one cool special power that... I don't know, the, the 87 point range is like the sweet spot. There's a lot of good figures around the 70 to 90 point range. So there I, are, Hunter. What's, what's so special about this one that I should really care when I have so many choices for a for a clicks around 70 to 90 points? Okay, I, so you sit down at your table. And your opponent puts a speedster team on the other side. Shut up, Austin. <laughs> this isn't your segment. Yeah, fine, I just thought it was funny. I'm just talking over everybody. Look at me. Anyway, set down at the table. You're playing against Philip Young. Shout out to Phil. He's playing nothing but Superman. Phil playing Superman only team. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Next, you're gonna tell me Harry likes Batman. <laughs> no. I respect Harry too much to think he likes Batman. So That's Phil's right. got. <laughs> so Phil said negative. No cross from you. He throws down all these Superman. What do you see the most? Hypersonic speed. Hypersonic speed. I thought it said super strength, but that works too. Both, yeah. <laughs> but what know. good is the super strength if you don't have the hypersonic speed? Exactly. There's still Superman that have charge. Charge is not as good as hypersonic. I don't give a shit about no charge. Everybody's got charge. My little 50 point soldiers of the dead today had charge. Fuck it. I'll give I'll give an I'll give a hammer to a pog and it'll have charge. Fucking lawyer was doing some work. Him and <laughs> the reporter were getting it on today. They were a distraction, <laughs> I must admit. Anyway, yeah, hypersonic. <laughs> so what if I told you for eighty-seven points, you could just fuck hypersonic up? Like I couldn't use it. Yeah. Kind of like the Flash, where it's only within eight squares. I can't use hypersonic, and I have to give it a free action and all that stuff. Well, kind of like that, except it doesn't matter where you're at on the map. And oh uh, shit, son! <laughs> just in general, other characters besides this one can't use hypersonic. So wait, he has hypersonic. Yep. And he can use it. Yeah. But nobody else can use it on the map, no matter where they're at, how many points they are, anything. How many yeah. points is this bastard? One hundred and fifty. Eighty-seven. Damn, son. A7 points. That's half price. So what are we talking about on defense value? Because obviously everybody's going to go after him if he's, you know, well, hell yeah, they if are. he's preventing all my supermen from hypersonicking. What would your first thought on defense be, Hunter? It's got to be low to balance out the points of the piece. Fuck know? no, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it in 18 super senses. Oh, shit. So you've got survivability. There. All right. Not to mention, if they don't hit you, you're just going to run away like a little asshole. And then just yeah, I, I assume that hypersonic is going to help keep me safe as well, you know, hitting and running. Yeah. And then, right. and just imagine that that poor poor Superman finally got up on you. He has no movement attack. And he has no movement attack because you're a dick and decided, 
I don't want you to have that. And then you just hypersonic and run away. That's right. But what gets a little better on that second click, Drewster? What a what what makes the running away thing even more ridiculous? Well, if you get up on him and you're feeling frisky, he can use end cap and he can use it normally, or he can use a close combat attack as a free action instead of, or he can use the close it's close combat attack as a free action instead of a close combat attack while using. He so, can hypersonic end cap. So he can oh, end cap okay. me while he's hypersonicing. Yes, that is what that means. So you're like, I'm so just not only does he yeah. cap and run. So he shuts down my hypersonic. Right. So Superman has a fly up on me. Then he hits me in the face, incapacitates me, makes me take a click, and I run away and hide again. Yep. All while having super senses. Yeah. Okay. That's. His movement must be kind of low, though. I'm pretty sold. How do you balance him with a high movement? Yeah, he's got to have like a 6 or 7, so he can't get very far away. No, nope, he's got like a 13. Okay. 12. Alright, you, you got yourself a sale, assuming that... At least tell me the bastard silver ringed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you want to play Considering more Because there had to be something, Drew. I had to find well, something. Well, if they played multiple, then they'd stop each other from I know. using hypersonics. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see so, what kind of price are we talking? You know, I mean, he's on the clearing track after all, right? Well, yeah, it's the Drew Value Corner of Value. So, oh, for this Brave and the Bold 043 Kid Zoom you have here for 87 points, how much we. A piece like this? Well, he's got to be. You'd expect something unique as just plain old fucking other characters can't use hypersonic speed. He's a rare. I'm gonna say, Andy's a rare. I'm going to say $5. $5. I would yes. Eight. I would guess because this is about tree fitty. <laughs> Kid Zoom, Cool Stuff Incorporated. They have seven left. O forty three Brave and the Bull comes in at a dollar forty nine. Wait a minute. Okay, so let me get this straight. You can pay a dollar forty nine to get the mini with the card, or you can pay two dollars and forty nine cents to get it without it. Sounds like someone didn't update both the prices. What? <laughs> so I tell you what you do here, folks. You buy the seven minis with the cards, and then you <laughs> sell them back to Cool Stuff. You keep the cards, and you make ten cents profit on each one after and they take their And then you just build cut. a stack of cards. <laughs> I mean, you just buy one. And then you own every kid Zoom card. <laughs> and you prevent... What, and you, what this does... Then you have a monopoly. This is diabolical. And then you sell them for like five dollars each on Realms. No, 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 no. Once you have the monopoly... Then you can stop everyone else's hypersonic, but no one could stop yours. <laughs> That's right, because once they set their kid zoom on the table, they're automatically disqualified. <laughs> hey, where's the card? What's it, what's his ability do? When you know, you just bought them all. <laughs> all right, you got you got yourself a sale. Dollar fifty. Kid Zoom has worked his way. So help me, if one of our fans buys all seven and freaking takes a picture of it, let's get into community. Let's get it. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk a little dial design. Let's design some dials. Dial design. We had a man this week who got a thirty-eight out of forty grade. Not too damn shabby. Not too damn. The assignment this week for dial design. This was actually the first week for September, even though it we started it technically in August. The assignment was on. design two dials. First of which is a non-prime, and second which is a prime. 
and the prime version needs to represent the same person, but either at two different, uh, either on two different teams, or maybe two different versions of the character at different points in their comic book career. Rod two one one two, who's done well before in the past. In fact, he may have won at one point. I can't remember. I I feel like he did. Um, did Storm and a Prime Aurora. And these dials scored well, I, I feel, because of their comic accuracy and also they have a couple pretty cool special powers. They're just tight, overall, solid dials. Uh, his Storm, the unprimed version, has X-Men 7 range 2 bolts, 105 points, X-Men keyword only. Flight, sharpshooter on this one, 2 special powers. Uh, running shot with a special attack power. If a friendly character... It's called I Lead the X-Men Professor. If a friendly character uses leadership and fails, Storm can use leadership this turn. And if she succeeds, she can remove a token from a friendly character with the X-Men keyword up to four squares away. Then she, her special damage power is called Into a GD Hurricane. When Storm hits with an attack... After action to resolve, you may place each hit opposing character, because she has two bolts, up to three squares away from its current square. And I like that because it's better than Force Blast. Because it's not knocking back. It's just basically picking you up and placing you. And so it's kind of like a mini TK. So she, she hits them, does damage, and can move them three squares away from their current square. Other than that, it's pretty typical Storm Dial. But good pacing with some energy explosion, um, sidestep, perplex, and pulse wave. And then she has to take earthbound and regen on her last click. On the prime version, which is it has a little more of the Aurora personality and the mohawk style haircut and everything. She's only 75 points. She does not have flight or sharpshooter. She picks up Indom instead. <clears throat> and she has a trade on this one. I don't need powers to beat you, Scott. Aurora can use reflexes and outwit. When she uses outwit and targets a character who missed her with an attack last turn, she may choose to, tar to counter all powers possessed by that character. So it's kind of showing her intelligence side. Uh, she has some powers that represent telling you that this is her at a different point in her career later in the X-Men years. Street Fighting Woman, she can use Charge Flurry Stealth. Uh, then she has Precision Strike, Super Senses, and then Special Damage Power, I Still Lead the X-Men. She can use Leadership as if she costs 150. When she does, you add one to the dice roll for each friendly character who possesses the X-Men team ability adjacent to her. So both of them have special leadership powers, but they both play a little different combat-wise. But both of them are pretty character accurate by also being short dials, as Storm really, if you think about it, doesn't can't take a lot of hits in the comic book in the comic book universe. So I th we felt these were pretty comic accurate, and they got great scores, especially from our guest judge this week. And so that ended up being the top overall dial, but we had a lot of good scoring dials this week. Next week we'll come back with week two. The theme of this month is one where you submit two different dials on each submission. And so we'll let you know next week. Uh, what happened with the second week and what that assignment was. But best build we actually did today at the dugout. <clears throat> and the assignment was a 400 point build with resources and everything. Just full everything goes pretty much. And we each picked a team. 
Um, all of our choices were actually from Gmail this week. We did not get very many from Reddit and Realms this week, as we usually do. I think we had like 9 or 10 Realms, only like 2 Reddits, and then we had like 26 Gmails. Um, so all three of our choices were from Gmail. Uh, besides the 400-point format on this event, each round, after each player takes their turn, the map closes in one row and one column. And all the squares from then, from there and then outside change to a different terrain. First game, it's hindering. Second, it's water. Third, it's blocking. And then you have to take damage if you're in the blocking. You have to move inside. So, I picked Chili Willie's team. Pretty funny name. Uh, who had a Lord of the Rings team. So, that's kind of what drew my eye. But what else drew my eye was that... Um, he put the book on the team, and it was a pretty good team to have the book on because they can sidestep and carry each other. So it helps they can easily get out and get up and to drop hammers without having to take action tokens. They were also all from Return of the King, and they all looked like fun pieces, and these were on my need-to-play list, or at least some of them were. And the sculpts were awesome. So I picked this team it was one Gandalf the White who I've really been wanting to play at 65 points he's really really good um, he's very fragile though Drew just <laughs> blasted the shit out of him actually each game he got hit, killed in one hit pretty much but he's only got four clicks he, doesn't surprise me yeah but he's just a really good support piece um, if you guys want to check out the return of the king set Gandalf's really cool he's only 65 points he's a support he has sharpshooter and a special white power uh, white box power on his attack where each turn you get to choose a standard damage power on your card and he has all the good ones support prob outwit and perp so you can use whatever showing which on top click is support along with whichever one you want prob outwit or perplex for each action token on for each action token. so when you have two you can choose outwit and perplex on top of your support or whatever that is really good for 65 points mm-hmm. and then he and then sharpshooter on top of that so he's ignoring friendly ca- or opposing characters when he's using his outwit this bastard's got sharpshooter indom and move and attack mm-hmm. and that and so i had him at 65 points the team also had a king of the dead at 150 and then three soldiers of the dead now the king of the dead is a pretty solid just uh melee dial he also helps you use aragorn to make theme teams which is thematic because in the movie in the uh he uh aragorn's the one that lets these guys that releases these guys and has them come fight with them king of the dead has charge exploit on top dials and then mid dial blades and some then some flurry blades towards the end so naturally with the hammer and he has seven clicks so i decided to give him anger's hammer to keep his longevity and the soldiers of the deads are only four clicks long but they're 50 points and they have a lot of movement. They only have six as far as their value, but they have sidestep and stealth, and they can carry other people who share a keyword. So since it's a theme team, they carry each other. So like I said, that's what drew me to this. Is uh, One was them having precision strike, so quake drops from the book would at least get one guaranteed damage in with precision strike. That came in very useful, especially against uh, my last team against Bizarro and Tekion and heavy reducer characters. So the team really uh, had my eye. The team's very fragile. Like I said, some teams, like Drew's team that hits uh, only one attack at a time but really hard, was just easily one-shotting each of my characters. Um, but the book helped out. Um, King of the Dead was very good. Um, 
I thought they played together really well. The soldiers work really well in pack because they sidestep carry each other. So without giving an action token, they can sidestep carry, then the other one can sidestep carry the other one, and then they can just keep doing that every turn moving up without having to uh, really take action tokens. They can also carry the king, who's 150. You know, they can carry bigger point pieces. Did really well, went 2-1, uh, lost to Drew. Or no, wait... No, I beat Drew. That's right. Me and oh, I was losing to Drew. I should have lost to Drew. <laughs> and uh, we'll get into that when Drew talks about his team. But uh, I should have lost to Drew because that team was very well constructed as well. And then last round, I took a the team that ended up winning the tournament, I took it down to the, the last characters and could not finish off a Bizarro that was on a fully buffed up Phoenix Force. But got closer than I should have. So this team actually did really, really well. Um... Austin played Captain Clark's team. I let him down. I think this is a reoccurring theme with best build. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Then? I pick I pick teams that I think will be fun, and then I end up getting wrecked with them. So I've been really wanting to play the Black Lantern Firestorm, and so uh, as soon as a team popped up, the hunters like, here you go. Um, it was Black Lantern Firestorm, Gallia Zed, um, or Gallia Zox, or whatever the hell. It was the ball guy that was black. Gallius Zox? Yeah, Gallius Zox, I don't know, whatever, Gallius. Because there's not very many bald black guys. Whatever. Anyway. Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> His, the anniversary of his death was two days ago. He's so spot on with it. <laughs> I don't even want to talk anymore, I'm just too sad now, Drew had to bring this up. Anyway. To hell with was... your crushing defeat, <laughs> sir. And then two of the two of the Black Lantern minions. The team itself wasn't bad for this event. The and the power battery with some other stuff on it. Um, however, for this event, it was not a good team. Did you at least remember that you had the whole free action shutdown? Yes. Okay. However, my opponents played around it each time. Okay. Or they had figures that didn't even care. So, first game, I was against a Nightcrawler, the old Nightcrawler. From Web of Spider-Man with Gauntlet. Gauntlet. The only one that matters. With Gauntlet. Um, Impossible Man, who is impossible to deal with. Um, Doho, Doho, I see what he did. This guy. Madam Web. Who else was on that team? Uh, Chase Rocket Raccoon. So, for starters, I was not going to be able to handle this team anyway. However, when the terrain started moving and making hindering on the outside of the map, he was pretty much always hidden. So I couldn't shoot with Firestorm at, at Nightcrawler because he, he has stealth and hypersonic. Um, it was just a mess. Like, that was a pain in the ass team to fight. Didn't kill anything on it. Impossible, you can't hit Impossible Man. He's like, shape change, super senses. If I roll your color, I'm going to outwit everything you have. Yeah, I can't wait to play him. I love him in comics. Um... Then I got a buy. My third round went against a Red Lantern team, which Red Lanterns really screw over Black Lanterns. <laughs> because uh, basically the penetrating poison would hit me. I'd steal energy on my turn and heal back up, which seems okay because it's not a net loss or anything. But the problem becomes Gallius gets really good if he starts healing up. Like he has like vampire clicks. Yep. So I would get him on that click up one, and then he'd just lose it on the next turn to poison. Or if I had outwit or perplex or anything like that going on, then as soon as they would take damage, then it would negate those. 
And it, it was just a pain to deal with. Um, I did manage to knock out some figures that last game, but not enough to really take the game. Actually, no, you didn't. Yeah, I killed a I lot do of... love his trait, though. Oh, okay. When an opposing character rolls for leadership, yeah. shape change, or super senses, and rolls one to four, Zalius gets plus one combat values until your next turn. If they have green lantern core keyword, then he gets, or then uh, modify their combat values minus one. Sad part was the Red Lantern guy was put the Red Lantern ring instead of the Green Lantern one, where that would have worked. Yeah. So what you ended up going one and two. One and two, and only because I got the body. Drewster played Ashley C's team, also from Gmail, and your team was Sphinx. Yep. Spiral. Yep. Who was it? It was a mystical theme team, right? Black Town. Like Tunnel, that's right. The Chicken Man. It's the Chicken Man. And then you had two pogs? Two pogs. Worker Spider and... Worker uh, Spider and... Uh, forgot to mention Lawyer and Trucker, by the way. No, he did. I did. Uh, well... I think. I don't know. Who was your three-point pog today? Uh, da, 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 you don't the chick, even know. The... The, the TK the, ring. It, it was basically the TK ring, but it was the chick... So what do you do with this team? Because this team, at first I was like, what the hell? And then and then I kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, that's yeah. nasty. Yeah, I got I got the idea as soon as I, like, I started like thinking about it. And it's like, oh, aren't you just clever? Was it Jogger? No, it, it wasn't no. Jogger. No, it store was... Store Clerk? No. Uh... I think it was Store Clerk. <laughs> oh, it was Store Clerk! I got really excited because it was historical. <laughs> <laughs> and then a full power plant, right? And then a full power plant. Alright. So what do you do with this team? Okay, so Sphinx is the entire key to this team. Like, when I saw Sphinx, I knew he was just a total dickhead. So, let's read Sphinx's trait on Alright. Time loop trait? Time loop. Sphinx has a special trait. It's called Caught in a Time Loop. You give him a free action and place a Time Loop special marker in his square if none placed by him are on the map. At the beginning of your turn, you may place him in the square with his Time Loop special marker, then remove it. So, basically, you can running shot, then go back to where you were, or hypersonic and go back to where you were. This guy's dial is also pretty nuts. Um, you start off top dial with running shot and pulse wave with four damage, which I guess is, you know, okay. <laughs> and prob control, by prob the way. Prob and shape change. And then you, if they hit you for, like, three, you roll on to... Three or four. Three or four. You roll on to hypersonic, outwit, perplex, pro, uh, power, cosmic. power cosmic, and colossal. And prop control shape change, or at least prop control. Hypersonic 5 damage for 190 points. Oh, and impervious with a 19 defense. That's not good. That's not good. And honestly, the most common amount of damage is 3 damage or 4 damage. Uh, I hit him directly onto that click, and I was like, what the (laughs) fuck just happened to this guy? (laughs) He just pretty much turns into fucking Jesus, and then just... (laughs) So I'm assuming. So you use spirals portals. Yep. So you t- Let's see. You were TKing out spiral. Yep. Dropping portals. Dropping portals. Mind controlling Sphinx with Black Talon. Yeah. Put him on the portal. Yeah. 
drop the time loop in on top of the portal. Right. And then just stack rings. Just stacks on stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks on stacks. All right. And then he'd run through and then pulse wave with um, the force blast ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and electro blast for extra damage. Fucking nuts. And then burning rings on top of that. And then next turn he gets to pop right back to his time loop. So trust me when I say play Sphinx because he's just a fucking man. Except if you're playing against a fucking stupid ghost from Lord of the Rings. So me and Drew's team, uh, I'm trying to drop hammers. He's doing his little tricks. He comes over, one shots Gandalf, like two, turn two. I was like, son of a bitch. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll get all my hammers out, and then I'll go up there and fight him. Still trying to finish getting my hammers out. Comes over, one shots one of my soldiers. Or no, he tried to... He flame blasted and would have basically killed my entire team in one hit because of the flame blast energy explosion. I used all my theme props except one, and he, I and mean, he finally missed. Yeah. So I was like, "Whew!" Dodged that bullet. He has so I finished doing. I finished yeah. doing my ha- my hammers. Drew comes over, one shots another soldier. So at the start of the game, basically, I have now have two soldiers and the king. And against his entire team. It's just funny because in my head I picture Sphinx with his funny hat and everything, peeking ahead out of a portal and just blasting someone and disappearing. And Drew is just cackling maniacally the whole time. So I got a fully hammered up king, uh, a lawyer and a reporter in the back getting it on. and They're both guys. And uh, then I have King and the two soldiers all double hammered up. Represented in this show by Austin and his boyfriend. Ready to go to work. Rainbow. And Rainbow was in there. Rainbow. So... I go in. He's setting the mood. <laughs> I, I go in, uh, switch hammers to give King the giant size hammer so that he can go straight up and hit spiral. Hit spiral. Finish off spiral. Uh, sit on the portal so, with my other little dude so that he can't get through the portal anymore. Uh, then I kill Black Talon and tie up Sphinx and outwit his pulse wave so I can at least live through one shot. Yeah. Uh, Drew succeeds in uh, killing the, one of the soldiers. Then he hyperson. Then he, I hit him onto his god clicks because I can't hit a freaking five to finish him off. And I uh, hit him onto his god clicks. All of a sudden, he has a hypersonic twelve attack, nineteen impervious, five damage, prop control, shape change, fucking anything you could want in the game of hero clicks. How did you lose this match? <laughs> I got pin <laughs> So, luckily. He put me, or I got put right on the last click of the book. Yeah. The very last best click of the book. So he had plus two everything. Drew, hypersonic, smokes the king of the dead, and gets away. And so now it's just Sphinx still on his godlike clicks and my little 50 point soldier of the dead. I running shot, psychic blast, with plus three to all values, and kill Sphinx, and then Drew scoops. So. I don't know. Hold on, Drew. <laughs> Spiral puts down the portal. You hypersonic through and kill something hypersonic back. How did he get over to you? I don't even hypersonic back. You can't, anyways. You can only go through the portal. Oh, you can only go through. That's right. It's a free action. Once man. per turn. Yeah. Basically, what I did okay, never mind. was put. You gotta understand something. You put down the portal. You. Time loop. You mind control him over to the portal. He stands on the portal. Free actions. And then he... When he's ready, he free actions through the portal, running shot pulse waves, kill somebody, and then start of the turn, he goes back to his time loop, which is on the portal, the initial Gotcha. Yeah, I see how it works now. Yeah, it's freaking broken. And then you 
placed Black Talon, like, strategically within the portal, because he has mind control with 8 range, and then you bam, bam, smash. Does he have 8 range when he's Yes. I haven't played Black Talon yet. Yeah, Black Talon's amazing, dude. That's why... I forgot he got bonus range. God bless, he's freaking ridiculous. I know. Chicken Man, I was so shocked that they didn't Luckily, he dies fast. I was so shocked he didn't get played at freaking... He does, but he can also deal damage, which is scary. He got played a tiny bit. Alright, so good teams all around. Honestly, I liked my team. I enjoyed it. I always enjoy playing Lord of the Rings. I would have liked mine in a different event. Uh, I think yours would have been a lot better in a no resource uh, event. Like I agree, but you know what I mean. Or on or with a different battery besides green. I think. Um. So Ashley C from Gmail is actually our winner. So I'll contact you. And I didn't even know we had any female listeners. So that's good to find out. Or you're British. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I hope not, because it's going to cost me a fortune to send the poker chips over there. <laughs> 25 But congrats, congrats 25 to, pounds. To her. Well, let's go to mailbag. The best Here's section. The mail, it never Thanks, Austin. It Blue. makes rainbow. Was Michael Clark Duncan on Blue's Clues? <laughs> you <laughs> watch your whore mouth! You leave the dunk out of this! <laughs> you leave the Duke of Dunk out of this. <laughs> no, that's shit. <laughs> On the subject of bald black guys. Are you going to remember <laughs> his anniversary of death, too? No, I like Shaq, but I don't love Shaq. Eric Linnell always gives us good questions. <laughs> it makes us argue for 15 minutes. Number one, I'm very excited for The Rock to play Black Adam. We were just talking about this like on the way, on the way over here. How do you guys feel about it? We, it's amazing. Uh, of course I'll like it. There is not a single better person to play Black Adam in my book. He looks identical to him. He was born to play Black Adam. I don't think I've seen The Rock in a movie and not and not enjoyed it and think he did a good job. In fact... Even the, the movies that are terrible. The first movie I ever saw with him is probably still my favorite Rock movie, and that's The Rundown with Sean William amazing. Scott. Oh, I love that movie so much. As I said, it's funny to me that he is playing an ancient Egyptian king who's unearthed and... <laughs> and may have bad CGI. He's never played a role like this before. <laughs> Scorpion King. <clears throat> Number two... How well do you think a set of all generics would sell? I don't think it would, honestly. I don't think it would either. I mean, as much as I love generics, like, I would buy bricks of it. Look at Mage Knight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Look at Mage Knight. I mean, it wasn't all, but it was pretty much all generics. God, that's amazing. And there are some good ones in there, too. I honestly think had Mage Knight dropped the old Mage Knight rules and just gone with normal cheap gravity feeds, it would have sold better. I think the cost... On top of it being a risky universe and everything was what killed it. Number three, I've been shot at from some funky angles recently. Where this guy must live in Gary, Indiana. I know. Do you, do you have any? That's gen- a throwback to a different question. <laughs> Is Gary, Indiana, on fire? Answer: Yes. I'm just gonna say that my last three Google searches were murder rate in Gary, Indiana, murder rate in Flint, Michigan, and murder rate in Detroit. Do you have any general tips for determining line of fire? Yeah, buy a. Uh, Line a fire tool and use it. Or use your name or, tag clip. <laughs> or just use a piece of string. Uh, just get any piece of string. Remove your figure that's firing. And then remove your figure that's being fired at. Put the string, one side of the string, perfectly in the middle of one of the squares. And then the other side of the string, perfectly in the middle of the other square. Hold it down with your thumbs. Make it tight. Make sure it's right in the middle on each of them and see if anything is between them. As simple as that. 
And then it, when you've done it enough, it's also really easy to pick up like how certain line of fires. Yeah. yeah once you get used to counting squares yeah. and all that, it's faster. Or if you really feel frisky, you can download the app. On. I don't yeah, like the app. I feel uh, like the app's too slow. I like it. Um, the on it's only on Droid though. I can't find it on iPhone. It's, but is that iFire or something? No, no it's LOF. LOF. Uh, there's a good app on Android for it as well. Number four. So, Hunter, now that you have been married for a bit, is there any habit of yours that annoys your wife? I sometimes spontaneously burst into dance and my wife is never amused. Um, I don't know about habits that really that annoy her. I... More the fact, I think more that I. I mean, the wild hot oil party is probably. That's true. When I when Rainbow Raider comes over on the weekends. <laughs> God, yeah. we have some good times. <laughs> we have Rainbow Raider is gonna be our new mascot, isn't he? Um, I would I, say. I hope he has the coolest sculpt that I've ever seen. I saw. I never, <laughs> he better be on a fucking unicorn, like <laughs> dude. I yeah, no, they I'm gonna sh- pull the sculpt off and have him sit on unicorn's shoulders from Iron Man. I'm gonna pull him up because I know they've shown his sculpt because I saw it was at Origins or something. That's right. We talked about it. We're like, it was who's all that fancy looking? Yeah, bastard. we were like, who's this guy with all the rainbows? It'd be the San Diego Comic Con ones. Yeah, I, I know they showed there him. There he is, right there. Oh, he's fancy. That is fancy. <laughs> oh, he's That's fancy. That's the best piece ever. Um, anyway, habits that annoy your wife. The only thing she complains about is that I take the laptop with me everywhere. So if I'm using the bathroom, I take the laptop in there, set it up on the hamper while I'm taking a shit. If I'm taking a shower, the laptop's in there playing something while I'm taking a shower. If I'm doing dishes or cooking or whatever... Uh, the laptop's always with there me. There is no disconnect from the world. That's You're just now part of the internet. That's because I have a long list of TV shows I want to watch, and I download them all, and then I have to watch them while I'm doing things. I don't have a free time, so I have to get my TV show in time in while I'm doing other stuff. So lately, I've been going through Sopranos and enjoying that so far, and Trailer Park Boys as well. Um, that's about it, and that's only probably annoying to her because it's her laptop. But <laughs> <laughs> number five. Although now I think about it, I paid for it, so you know. Number five, are there any War, War of Light Wave 2 pieces that have surprised you in Sealed? Um, not really. I still... Th- like, when we looked at the list and everything... I think we were pretty spot on. Yeah, a lot of them that we thought were going to be good ended up being good. Sodom Yacht's super strong. Red Lanterns overall are really good. It's still relatively balanced, or at least a little more balanced than Wave 1. Um, I said from this gate that I thought people were overestimating how good the Spectres are, and I stand by that now. Having played Red Spectre this week, I can definitely I think the Spectres are okay, but I think a lot of people are overrating them. I don't think they're really all that that strong. Um, They're a little better in Sealed than Constructed, but not really. I I wouldn't say there's any that have quote-unquote surprised me. Maybe Lyra. Lyra's a little... Yeah, I agree. She's a little better than what I had thought, but... That's if we're talking constructed and outside of sealed, I think Green Lantern and Lyra kind of surprised me. Yeah. Um, Swagnito with the opening track. Paul Barney has a rules question. Say I have 125 point Thor from Dark World. He battle promotes to the 001 Thor. Here's my question. If he has any relics, do they go on him when he promotes? Yes. Yep. Say Hammer from the Book of the Skull. Yes. When you replace a character, all game effects attached to them basically go to the new character. Yeah, as long as they're legal. Um, yeah. The only difference really being like, um, if you think about like theme teams, if your 
if you're playing a Avengers theme team and the first Thor had the Avengers keyword and then you promoted into one that only had Asgardian, um, that character could no longer use theme team props. So you have to pay attention to little stuff like that. But for the most part, it'll all transfer over. Yeah. They kind of they rewrote those rules last year, I think, to make it more clear and everything with duos and splitting and all that crap too. TJ Hamilton, I'm thinking about playing the Majestics Con in your store event. Which of these? Which of the sets would you choose? I'm leaning towards Batman 66 because I don't have any and it looks like a fun set. But I feel like some of the other sets are probably better suited to win. All right, let's so pull up the format. Event. Majestics, if you guys are not familiar, is a big venue on the West Coast that has a lot of uh, competitive players, including Patrick Spontin. Um, and they are also the squad that won the Team Worlds at Gen Con this, week, this year. Um, build a 300-point team using only pieces slash elements you pull from 10 boosters. 10 boosters? I'm wondering if that has to be... Are they gravity feeds or are they... That's what I was going to say. Okay, pick any 10 single-figure boosters from various sets. See below. So let's see what the legal sets are. All Lord of the Rings Hobbit sets, Kick-Ass 2, Iron Maiden, Bioshock, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Assassin's Creed, Iron Man 3, Man of Steel, Dark Knight Rises, Avengers Movie, Thor Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, I'm assuming that means movie set, and then Gravity Feeds of Wolverine, Iron Man, Slosh, Teen Titans, ASM, Deadpool, etc., Streets of Gotham, Batman 66, Days of Future Past. To be blunt, I would say any of the movie sets instantly are so much better than the rest. I'm going to go um, Thor Dark World. Thor Dark World would be my pick, And too. Winter Soldier yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I like some of the Iron Man 3 stuff, but there's not enough in it to support a full team. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of it, if you it's look back through it, are high-point, yeah. over-costed Iron Man. I mean, Especially the hobby set. 300. 300. I, I think I think you go Thor Dark World or uh, Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy. Honestly, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I put Winter Soldier because yeah. the commons are really strong. Yeah. Let's 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 real quick. Is Maria Hill a mass market or hobby? I can't remember. Well, we will find out because I don't remember off the top of my head either. So Winter Soldier, you've got the Black Widow 003 who's She's nuts. Hobby. She needs to hit theme team to get her special stuff. Um, she has shield and Avenger, spy and soldier, which is pretty much every keyword in this entire thing. You also have sniper nest winter soldier, yeah. who's also a common. Um, you have the shield commander agent and soldiers who are all really good. The batrock's not bad. Uh, the cap's not bad, although I still haven't got to play him yet. Uh, Maria Hill's good. Maria is an, a rare. She is not a mass market, so there's a decent chance you would pull at least one. The cap is not bad at all. I have played him. They're rare. If you get lucky enough to pull the chase, it's incredibly good. Oh, yeah. It is. Um, probably one of the best chases they've made in recent memory. Uh, Brock Rumlow's not too bad. Uh, Pinsai 3 damage, stealth. He had to be a little finessey with him, but he's not too bad either. So this is a good set. Also, Thor Dark World was yeah, way better we, than I thought. We did one grab bag sealed when Thor Dark World was out, and some people played some really good Thor Dark World teams, and then Drew won it with a freaking Streets of Gotham. There's a lot of good generics. <laughs> there's but to also, be fair, you got the team pack. Yeah. There's also uh, 
the Colin Malekith. I played like four, that's really good. What did I play that too? I Starfire. Played... Yeah, it was Starfire with that penetrating energy explosion yeah. that kicked everybody's butt. Sorry, I'm good. I'm thinking uh, Winter Soldier if you don't have any. I, I, I second Winter Soldier. If you get lucky and pull a Malekith and. Yeah, Malik is only a common, so in sealed he would be tough to deal with. Oh yeah, even though he's going to count as two twenty five out of oh, year. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, you, as long as you then, as long as you pull a, a dark elf soldier. But even then, or Iron Yarn, freaking Malekith plus any of those shield generics. Yeah, give him the extra range and the bonus damage. Yeah, I don't know if you can mix it up or not, but that wouldn't be a bad mix. So hope that helps you make a decision. Either way, have fun. Yeah, so Batman sixty six. Really bad. It's fun. There's maybe three pieces. I played almost all of them now. There's maybe three that can somewhat hold their own in mix with other Did sets. Did they say Arkham Origins? No, no. But um, it is a very. They are bad. Let me put me. it this way: they're really bad. My zombie team has yet to beat like anybody. The one team I know I remember beating the hell out of was a full Batman 66. <laughs> uh, best build team. And I destroyed it. Go, GSX Sabretooth, go! Shut up, Drew. There uh, will never be another Sabretooth again. Yeah, there will. Let's see. Mark Morris has a question. Hey, guys, love the show. Got a question from your discussion about the Gen Con ruling of Iron Pharaoh being able to use Ophidian's special outwit instead of its own outwit. I understand the discussion and the reasons and what happened. What's confusing for me is the part where WizKids released a rule ruling on the forums, on their forums, he means the new forums, to quote-unquote cover their ass. This is the page I found about it in the forums, and I'll, co- I'll link it here in just a second. However, based on this, the judge at Gen Con was still wrong to let Iron Pharaoh use Ophidian's power. I was not able to determine from your podcast if this was the forum you were referencing or not. All right, let's open up real quick. Game effects which grant the user possession question. If a game effect grants several game effects, only one of which can already be used by the recipient, is the entirety of granting game effect ignored? For example, click number two, Myra possesses perplex. She's possessed by Parallax. Parallax has the following power. He can use Perplex, but only to decrease values. He can use Quintessence. Would she be able to use Quintessence, or is the entirety of the Cosmic Fear power ignored? WizKids answered, only the duplicate effect is ignored. So in this case, if the character could already use Perplex, it would not gain the Perplex from Parallax's power, but it would gain the Quintessence. Note what note that while additional effects are not ignored, effects that modify the use of a power that use language such as when he does, etc., require that the power be used through the same effect. So if an effect said character can use outwit and when he does can target an additional character, that would re- require that the outwit be used through that specific effect. That's not the post that we were talking about. If the, no, but it's the same exactly. No, I know. I'm just if the character already had outwit the additional targets would not apply. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. I agree with the guy who's emailing us this. Which is Mark. Because the thing is, this is not how they've been ruling it for the last, like, 
three or four, however long I've been playing. What? No. That ruling sounds like the way it's been ruled. No. In the past, at least the oranges on realms, if if a part of that power gave you something, gave you a power that you could already use, you couldn't use it, period. There was no, you can use this part, but no, not this part. No, what he said right there was, if if it says when they use outwit, you don't get that. This is the new ruling. No, no. The Open it back up. He says if you can use outwit targeting two people, if you can't, if you don't, aren't using the version you get from that power, you can't do the when you outwit, you get to use it on two people. That's the second part, but what the first part is saying, the first part is saying if, if character, if Batman... Batman has outwit on his dial. Yes. And Parallax has a special outwit that says Parallax can use and Parallax possessing Batman. And Parallax's power says Parallax can use outwit and quintessence. Yes. I'm telling I'm saying they used to always say Batman cannot use that power at all. What? Yeah, that's how it's always been. If it gives you something that you already have access to, you can't use the power. You can't use that whip, but you'd still get quintessence, wouldn't you? No. Not in not in the way that they well, used to Well, then the it. hammers wouldn't work if you could already use charge, if that was the case. Because the hammers say this person gets great You can use charge. your regular charge. No, but I'm saying if the hammer says you can use charge and exploit... It's not that you can't... It's not that Batman can't now use outwit at all. No, no, no. What I'm saying I is, see what you're yeah, saying. I see. If you have charge and the hammer said you can use charge and exploit, then you wouldn't be able to use charge but and that's exploit. Being grant, that's something being granted through a relic. But that's being granted. That's a special power. This and was, entities are something completely different. It was a cover your ass moment because, and I get what he's saying. Even if that that even if this is the official how it's going to be from now on, like they still ruling. ruled it incorrectly. In the end, even with WizKids posting on the rules forums, was the ruling at Gen Con wrong? In my opinion, yes, it was, and in pretty much everybody else's opinion, yes, but whatever. Was WizKids releasing a post to cover their ass, or just to clarify the rule more so that what happened at Gen Con wouldn't happen somewhere else? I don't know. I'm not going to get off on a rant and say, you know, one way or the other, because I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't see the game. I don't know exactly what happened. All I know is that there's a huge outcry about it not just this specific moment several moments that got totally screwed up and the thing is i know how it can be it, it's tough gen con be a little easier at that point in the tournament because you have so many judges at this point and not as many players but in the early rounds of a tournament i can imagine how difficult it would be being a judge and how stressful and how it would be easy to screw something up especially something that you don't get asked all the time yeah um, like, like I'll be running the big ROC for Indiana. I'm expecting 100-plus players for this. And I'm pretty much going to be doing all the rules stuff by myself. I'm pretty much guaranteed to miss one rules question, at least. I mean, just of the sheer number I'm going to be asked, in the quickness, in the you know demand that I'm going to be getting asked stuff all the time, I'm probably going to miss one. So I can understand, especially if you're going to be short-staffed, like I'm going to be, it's going to be easy to miss stuff. So, you know, with that said, I, I personally sympathize with the judges there. Um, this is also something that doesn't come up all the time. My, I was going to say, my thought on it is, all these questions that we thought they were wrong on and stuff did pop up on the forums immediately after. I think it was more so because they made a compiled list of things to address. I agree. Yeah, we can't just be thinking in the negative the whole yeah. time. We can't just be thinking, oh, they just did it to cover... They only did all this to cover their ass. 
Maybe it's like Austin saying, maybe they did. Uh, okay, you guys, we really, you know, we need to... We need to confirm and make sure that these people are very important rulings. Yeah, people are not sure on this subject, this subject, and that subject. We're not even sure on this subject. Let's look into this. This is something that comes up. So, you know, we can't necessarily always be totally negative all the time. Except in regards to Sabretooth's keywords. Sure. <laughs> um, best build, best build. Alright, that's it for Gmail. Let's quickly check our Facebook. Because I think we did have a couple messages on there. You know what this got me thinking, Hunter? One of these weeks we need to set up like a live chat and do Dial-H Live and just answer questions as people ask them right there. It's on the awful show. idea. It's a great idea. I'm indifferent. Kobe Brummett. Uh, his name's Kobe. He's from Martinsville, Indiana. Not too far from us. Yeah. I've recently started playing Clicks. Even more recently discovered pod- your podcast. I love your cast. It's inspired me to start a Clicks page. It's zero clicks, and it's brand, brand new. Uh, it's a pun. However, I'm start having a hard time getting a bunch of likes because almost none of my friends play. We're going to try to find your thing right now because he didn't link me to it. It sounds like it's on Facebook if it runs on likes. Uh, so if you wanted to give me a like and maybe a shout out to the page if you like it, I'm really getting excited about your event. Please include as much info as possible on entry as soon as possible. Oh, that's a, I'm glad we read this, and I'm glad you reminded me, Kobe, to bring up the... Uh, mm-hmm. Entry requires letting Drew have 15 minutes with you out back. No, not ours. He's talking about the big one. Oh. Well, first, let's try to find your page, Kobe, and try to find zero clicks. If I could spell. Zero clicks. Uh, don't see it there. Let's put a space. Oh, there it is. Zero clicks community on Facebook. Um, looks like he's pretty much just updating news. Spoiler and notices and sharing stuff. spoiler yeah. notes and stuff. Which that's what I do on our local group. So if so. yeah, this is this is something that we do um, with our local guys. All our local guys share stuff with each other. We have our own Facebook group like this. So this is a good idea. Um, so it, those of you out there who can't get on uh, the internet at your work all the time, and but you still like to be in the loop and find out when new stuff's coming out, you can go to zero click zero space clicks and find his webpage and just like it and when a new news item comes out he'll post it or some you know other things clicks related and you'll get you'll be able to see it on your facebook timeline on your phone instead of having to look through the internet all day because i know a lot of places you're not allowed to get on the internet at at your work you know we're kind of lucky personally that we get to get on the internet as, as often as we do but yeah, sure, we'll promote your stuff, man. Um, as far as the ROC, we do. I do have official news. Last week, I said I couldn't talk about it because I didn't know what exactly I was allowed to talk about. And not allowed. Open the no, not Edward. Or not Edward. Edward has nothing to do with it. Too many generic sounding names. Howard. Howard. We now it's official. It's on the front page of HC Realms. The ROC Regional in Indianapolis, October twenty fifth, and. Let me bring this open as well, which has more details. The prizes I already talked about. There's tons of prizes, including lots of con exclusives. Uh, it is a $30 entry, and it's Swiss with a cut. 
to 16. Um, starts at 10 a.m. Eastern United States time. Modern age, 300 points. No tactics, no entity possession, no figures larger than a peanut base. Uh, everybody in top eight at least gets one exclusive, along with a map and all the other stuff. I thought we went... Oh, no, we were going over the kit. Yeah. This this is the kit. And, okay, so this is, is for the... Same kit prize. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, what's really important about this, first place is getting championship by to the finals. Just huge. Of the ROC which is going to be next year in Atlanta, Georgia, in October. And next year, their goal, and Howard says that they're very well on track to be able to do this, next year's championship is going to be a 15K. So the ability to come to our That's event... That's a long run, Hunter. The, the ability to come to our event in Indianapolis... <laughs> and win our event in Indianapolis and be able to automatically get into the top 16... I assume, or at least top 32, but I think top 16 for a $15,000 prize. Thank you for clarifying. Pretty damn exciting. Hell, uh, I might actually enter that for $15,000. So, and we will also most likely, this part's not official yet, but we're probably going to do a side event as well. And Austin and Drew will probably be helping me out with Woo! that. So the whole we'll Dial H crew, whole Dial H crew will probably be there. And what a, another good point I brought up is totally free. If you go to Gen Con, you have to pay 50 bucks to get in the door. Then you have to pay for your entry fees, your tournaments, all that stuff. This is totally free to get in the convention center and come play games. Um, we're going to try to do a side event as well. If we do it, it's probably going to be $10 entry. And for every two players, we add in a booster of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. So basically, the more people I have that join in it, the more prizes I can put into it. And the winner, at the very least, the winner is going to get a brick of guardians. But the more people I have, the more I can add. So if I get ten more people, winner gets a brick. Second gets five boosters, and then so on and so forth. So the more people, more of you guys jump in, the more they we can have. It's not going to start till after the cut. So you can compete in the main tournament. If you don't get into the top sixteen and you get cut out, once I cut the top sixteen, you can go join Drew and Austin and Harry in the side event. For $10, and the format will also be slightly different. I'll tell you that. I'm trying to shake it up a little bit and try to do something a little more... Zombie broad. meta. So, no, not anything <laughs> super crazy. I just mean it won't be 300, no tactics, no blah, blah, blah. 500 rock age. So, <laughs> so 750 point rock age. 1500 point must play Colossal Silver Age. Look forward to it. <laughs> Dumbest tournaments I've ever seen. <laughs> this is why we don't do builds. I thought. Uh, did we go over what characters our viewers want in the flash set? No. Oh, that's next. That's Sorry. our mailbag. I did think that. I think this is. I think that's the last uh, mailbag. Wait. Okay. Yeah. So that's it for mailbag. Yeah. Austin brought up a uh, or um, community question. Which we didn't end up going with uh, what's-his-face's question. We'll do that for this week. Yeah, what's-his-face. We did uh, what character do you desperately want to be in the Flash set that actually makes sense to be in the set. I had to throw that in there because some people put fucking Aunt May or some random shit. This Austin Smith guy says reverse Flash. <laughs> fucking Aunt May. Are you serious? Can I? <laughs> Alter Ego Barry Allen. Speed Force Entity. Hmm. Interesting idea. 
Green Arrow or Earth 2 Flash. Zoom or Glider. Well, both of those are in, Paul. Or did they confirm Glider? Yeah. Yeah. So, Merry Christmas, Paul. Murmur. Who's um, confirmed? Cosmic Treadmill Relic. Some more Earth 2 people. Jesse Quick. Another Deathstroke. Get out of here, kid. You bastard. Speed Force. You're the one who did this to us. <laughs> Speed this Pirate Deathstroke. Speed Force Grodd. That'd be cool from New what? 52. Yeah, no. uh, Parallax Flash. Well, uh, Parallax Flash is a... I mean, like, as much as more Parallax is whatever, but... Captain Cold. Max Mercury. He's in there. Black Flash. Another good one. Hawkman. Trigan. He's confirmed. Mirror Master. And Bart Allen. Flash, so some good choices there, and and most of them are were on our list. Um, that oh shirts, so I sent out our winner's shirt to him to uh, the Austin bought his shirt. Yep. Sadly, he took the last XL I have. Uh, but I did find out how much it's going to cost me. So what I'm pretty much going to do for shirts, if you guys want now want them there, we're opening them to the public. The only, $150 a shirt. The only issue is, like I said, you're better off getting them at Gen Con because then you can get it in your size. The only sizes I have left are 2Xs and 3Xs. Uh, they are 100% cotton, so they will shrink about a size. Um, I know I usually wear XLs or larges, and I'm wearing an XL, and it fits me fine after it shrinks. So. I wear an XL, and the double XL shrunk to basically what my XLs are. Yeah, so pretty much it, it's going to shrink one size. Uh, way I'm going to do it is just do a $20 flat rate that includes your shipping. So it actually didn't cost me too much. The shipping cost me about a little over $3, between 3 and $4. So for 20 bucks, you get the shirt, and you get it shipped. And I'm only doing PayPal because that's really the only safe way that yeah. I can do it right now. So if you would like to order a shirt in 3X or 2X, then send me a personal message on our Dial H for Hero Clicks Facebook page, and I will get you the PayPal information, and we'll get all that taken care of. For $100, he'll include enough Taco Bell for you to eat your way to 2X or 3X. That is true. For $100, <laughs> you could get as big as you want for $100 of Taco Bell. Um Sponsor of Dollars for days. I don't have that many left. I'm, I'd say ten or less total. So if you want one badly, um, jump. Send me a message pretty jump soon. That's going to do it for us this week. Don't forget about our local Dollars for Hero Clicks ROC coming up. I wanted to real quick because uh, some people are confusing that they're getting our two ROCs mixed up. Or they think it's one big thing. Yeah. So on October 17th, is it 17th? I better fucking go. It's time for double. On October 18th, at the dugout in Heroclix, which is a small venue, our local venue, we are having the Dial H, reg- not regional. <laughs> you have to it up, Hunter. The Dial H qualifier event. It is a small event. It is only $10 entry fee, though. You can't beat that for an RC. Hell no. Shit ton of door prizes. And pretty much every clicks I own that I don't desperately want to keep, I'm giving away and other things. And I made poker chips and all that good stuff. So we're ready to rock. Pun intended. Giggity. Um, <laughs> that's October 18th. Again, $10 entry fee at the dugout in Indianapolis from about 12 to 12.30 to 6 or 7. That format is 300 points 
modern age, everything goes. So everything modern age goes. Resources and all that jazz. It's not what. It's not the same as the other event. That's on October eighteenth. That's the smaller event. That's the smaller event. The large first ever regional is the twenty fifth, the Saturday right after. This fucker's huge. It is also in Indianapolis, but it's at the convention center. The same. It is. It is the same place they have Gen Con. So it's downtown Indianapolis. That one costs thirty dollars. That one has far bigger prizes and all that good stuff. That one is three hundred points. Modern age, no tactics. If you're not familiar with that, look in the back of your Hero Clicks rulebook. No tactics, no entity possession, and no bases larger than a peanut base. So vehicles are fine only if they're motorcycles. Team bases are pretty much out. Did you say it's modern? It is modern. Okay. Both ROC, all ROC events are modern from Just now on. Just double checking. Um, they changed the thing this year. So hope that hopefully that helps helps clear out the confusion. So honestly, we we really want you worse at our event on the 18th because that's when we actually get to meet you guys, talk to you, you know, actually get to know you guys, and maybe even play some games with you. Because like I said, um, if you don't get through to the cut um, at our event, you know, we're still going to be having you still can play pickup games, hang out, eat, play some DC deck builder or. Some Marvel Dice Smashers. I've got a list of board games. If, you, if there's yeah. anything you guys want me to bring. We're going to bring other board games, card games, anything you guys want to bring to hang out and play with because we're still going to be giving out door prizes throughout the whole tournament. So even if you get knocked out, stay, hang out, play some, play random games with each other and just have some Eat fun. Eat a chili cheeseburger. Austin desperately wants you to get a chili cheeseburger. they're so good. So hopefully we can see you guys at the 18th in October and hopefully you can also make it the 25th to the convention center. Follow us on Facebook, Dolly for Hero Clicks, Twitter, same name. Any questions, whether they're rules questions, feedback, or fun questions like we get all the time, direct them to dial H4 Hero Clicks, all spelled out, at gmail.com. This is Hunter Smith. This is Austin Smith. This is me. <laughs> Sexy Drew Alderson, also known as Rainbow. They turn my book around hey. me. I let it burn no. so get me set back and let the team regardless when you see the blue and yellow or the red and black. Yeah, they